22 pages later with your hosts, The Cap, Mike the Finance Guy, and Ralph the Tech. Good, well, I'll say good morning. <laughs> You're going to show your Robin Williams? Good morning, Vietnam! Wow, not even 10 seconds in and we have it. Oh, now we're at war. <laughs> <laughs> we're at war with bad impersonations. <laughs> What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Meanwhile, 22 Pages Later. You know, that show that keeps you in the geek know. We're at episode 58. I'm one of your hosts, The Cap. And like every show, I'm here with the man who not only tells it like it is, he tears it like it is. MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. All hail our gargantuan cyborg president. May death come quickly to his enemies. <laughs> <laughs> Which, who was that? Morbo. Yes. Morbo. Okay. I got to watch that show. All right. And of course, what show would be complete without the man with the power? Well, only of the soundboard. Relax. RT squared. Rough the tech. You know, it must be really like interesting to be Superman because he can't say certain expressions and mean the same thing. Because if he says to someone, I trust that guy as far as I can throw him. Then that means he trusts him completely, right? Because he's, he's Superman. <laughs> right? Yeah, imagine if Superman was autistic. <laughs> All those euphemisms would be, wow, I'm fucked up. I'm sorry. I just realized where I was taking that. I'm sorry, guys. <laughs> and I'm the fucked up one, right? I, that utisking sounded like a, a, the time bomb of me fucking being here. <laughs> and the cab will be gone in. There we go. <laughs> All right, so today's show is definitely going to be a fun one. We're in great spirits. We will be reviewing the newly released, much-anticipated Marvel movie, Avengers Age of Ultron. It sucked. I'm just kidding. Yeah, right. <laughs> it sucked at sucking. It that. sucked at sucking. Well done. I like that. I like that. Okay, and um, for our second half, back by popular demand, it's another knockdown, drag-out fight, also known as the M22 Battle Royal. Yeah, but this time they're actually taking the gloves off. <laughs> and, and by the way, for the international people, that's Battle Royale. Oh, goodness. Here we go. Is that like Casino Royale? <laughs> kind of. I'd look like Daniel Craig. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Maybe just a few shades darker. <laughs> Sometimes Mike says things and leaves me at like a loss of words because I'm like, really? <laughs> I'm like, I can't even have a witty comeback because it's just like, what? You just said that? That's why you have a route for. All right. I look more like to, 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 So we can both stay quiet? What the fuck? <laughs> All right. I look more like the new money penny. <laughs> On that note, let's quickly... Tra- no, except you look better in the dress. Well, that goes without saying. Oh, say. my God. <laughs> Resting head on Mike. Mike but he's right over On there. the microphone. God damn <laughs> All right. So let's get right to it. We got a lot of things for the show, so let's not even delay. Let's go right into things that we'd like to talk about. Let's go into the quick news. And now, the quick news with Mike, the finance guy. And Ralph and Kat. Yay, we got quick news. And what does that mean? More me. <laughs> More you. Oh, you know it's what you tune in for. <laughs> we should get shirts that say that. More me. <laughs> More me. I love me some me. <laughs> oh, I bet you do. <laughs> Alrighty. So we now know that the Iceman cometh out of the closet. I guess Family Guy called it back in 2006, but Brian Michael Bendis made a canon in all new X-Men number 40. Bobby Drake, a.k.a. Iceman, is gay. The outing comes out after Iceman made an overtly sexual comment about the character Magic. Jean Grey then pulls Iceman to the side and asks why he would say that considering he's full gay. Iceman denies it at first, but later admits, eh, you're right. Wow, okay. Interesting that that um, that they do that in this universe, and it's funny because... 
they've done this before. I um in Ultimate of uh, Ultimate Avengers, Ultimate X Men. Well, yeah. Um, I think they made Colossus. Colossus is gay there. Colossus is gay, and he was dating North Star, who's already gay in both universes. That's right. Evidently, his gayness extended into two different parallel universes. <laughs> <laughs> his gayness transcends universes. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, I get that they're just trying to, you know, make things a little bit more with it, and and that, I have no problem with that, and I could care less of any of the characters if they had made them gay. But I, I do find it funny that they picked the one character that will have zero monetary effect on their bottom line. I was going to ask you that. I was going to say, do um, you know, do you guys think that um, they should have picked a different character, like maybe Cyclops? Um, no. Especially because the all well all new X Men, yeah. But. I mean, well, the thing is, I mean, it wouldn't matter one way or the other. Like I said, I don't care which character they picked. Um, it's just like I said, I I find it funny that of all the X Men of the, the the original team, he is the one that like probably everyone's like, yeah, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care. But I, but I hated their reasoning, which was like kind of like look at all the failed relationships that you know you have as an adult, and I'm like. They all have failed relationships. <laughs> that would have to be the gayest team of mutants ever if, if that was the only criteria you went down to. You know, how many? So, no- so if you have failed relationships, that makes you gay. According to according to this all new X Men, actually they didn't actually state it that way, but like he was pointing out because remember um, in all new X Men you have the past Bobby Drake meeting the new Bobby Drake right. who is not gay or at least like, has not said he's gay, and in fact he dated. Kitty Pride, he's dated Rogue, you know, and, uh, and let alone other people. He dated Polaris, Polaris in the past, stuff like right. that. So he's pointing all this out, and Gene's like, "Well, you were denying yourself," and I'm like, "Well, if that's the case, what about all the rest of the X Men?" <laughs> <laughs> that very interesting. I wonder how many geek boys like read that comic were like, "Well, maybe I'm gay." That's <laughs> <laughs> so many failed relationships. <laughs> but they were sucking on ice cubes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mike strikes again. <laughs> Wasn't the actor that played Iceman gay? No, I I don't or think the brothers. I don't think. Brother the, but there. I don't know if I I don't know for a fact that either Wait, brother is. Iceman, the guy who played Iceman, is a twin the brother. Ashmores. Yeah. Oh the wow. There's, I had no idea. there's Sean and what's his brother's name? Aaron. Sean and Aaron Ashmore. I forget which one is which. One of them is um, Iceman. The other one is on was on Warehouse 13. Mm-hmm. They're they're nearly oh, they, they're basically identical twins, but yet as they get older, you can start to tell them apart a little bit more. One's fatter. Uh, no, it's just that. <laughs> well, the Iceman one, he's got. I think he looks a little bit more imposing like i mean granted i mean obviously you know he's not this big guy but it, like he just seems like his features look a little bit more masculine right not that his brother doesn't but you know what i'm saying it's it's that that where you look at him you're like okay you look a little bit tougher than your brother kind of <laughs> i'll talk shit to you to your brother i'll fucking never mind yeah. sean ashmore played iceman okay so with sean so aaron ashmore is then the one where wow now just... on, on warehouse 13 aaron ashmore played a gay agent yeah, but and played it pretty well, <laughs> but um, but yeah, I don't know if either is or not. Hmm, interesting, interesting. All right, so but I I do like the idea that Marvel's trying to change things up. I do agree yeah. with you. Like they they pick the the character that's gonna do. I don't see the least amount of waves. Yeah, the least damage. To the, the least. Da- I don't. I don't want to say damage, but I mean, you know, I guess Marvel would look at it as right. damage. Right. And, yeah, I don't mean quotes. that in that sense, but yeah. yeah, I mean saying like you know damage control type measures, but right, like you know, but you made a you made a comment when when I was at work the other day and you and I were speaking and you said. I almost feel like they should have chose Beast. Well, I mean, it was just because there was, um, well, because actually there's a comic where, and I don't know what the whole story plot was going around it, but at one point Beast basically said, I'm gay. I mean, not basically, he said he's gay. And Cyclops shows up and he's just like, what the hell am I hearing about you talking about being gay? <laughs> what Beast was saying, he was like, well, I may as well just be because, you know, 
you know, kind of like, you know, it's not like I'm going to end up with anybody or, you know, think about how different I am. And like, you know, look, I, I dress, you know, I have a unique clothing, you know, <laughs> <laughs> wearing, you know, type thing. And Cyclops is like, yeah, but you're not gay. And he's like, well, I could be. <laughs> <laughs> that would bring new sense to the 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 meaning of bear and cub. <laughs> wow. <laughs> bear and cub. Yeah, because isn't that like, that's like a... It's like uh, oh, oh, I forgot. I you lost so, me. So Ralph doesn't explain it all. Yeah, well, <laughs> well done. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> what else you got there, Mike? Alrighty. Normally, I like to do this bit just to rip out Ralph's the text beating heart. Here we go. But this year isn't as gut wrenching as others. So here's a quick rundown of this year's canceled TV shows: ABC, Black Box, Manhattan Love Story, Members Only, Selfie. BBC America, At Atlantis, In the Flesh, Intruders, CBS, Reckless, The Millers, CW, Heart of Dixie, Flash, just checking. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah. Just checking. Um, right. Fox, Gang Related, Grace Point, Hieroglyph, Mulaney, Red Band Society, FX, St. George, The Bridge, NBC, A to Z, Allegiance, Bad Judge, Crossbones, Marry Me, Mission Control, Working the Angles, Lifetime, Witches of East End, MTV, Eye Candy, Happy Land, TNT, Dallas, Franklin and Bash, Perception, and USA Network, Bench, Covert Affairs, Rush, and Sirens. What? Yeah, I knew that was the one that you would get you. <laughs> no, no, just all those last few episodes. Franklin and Bash. Uh, what was it? You like show Franklin was and horrible. Bash? What? That shit is hilarious. Zach from Save like... the Guy Bell gets a hey. TV show. <laughs> How can they cancel Perception? That show was incredible. I, I actually incredible? was surprised. It was a good show, but I was surprised too, but yeah. We got to give you a, a fucking diction. Incredible? I, wow. I can understand Rush. What was the other USA show? Um, benched. Sirens. Covert Affairs and Sirens. I was surprised about it's Sirens. It's funny because it, it took me a while. You're saying Sirens. You're saying, I know I get Ralph with that. And I'm like, Sirens. I'm like, no, I love that show. Yeah, it was a pretty funny <laughs> show. It's a fucking funny ass show. Yes, it is. Evidently, the public said no. <laughs> and mind you, they, they push a lot of shows because um, I'm a big wrestling fan as well. So what they'll do is after Monday Night Raw, which is a three-hour show, at 11 o'clock, they'll show... The last week's episode of Sirens, the last week's episode right. of, um, oh, um, was it? Oh shoot! All the, what's the other USA show they've had? They have tons. Oh, oh, oh um, Covert Affairs. Covert Affairs. They'll do. Okay. They'll do. Gosh. Um. So basically, whatever show is on that season, Burn Notice, or the one they're pushing, Burn Notice, they'll push that show on for. Um, well, Burn Notice is over already. So. No, but but they used to do it for Burn Notice right. as well. Okay. So that's what I'm saying. Like you know, they they would try to push them, and none of those shows that I remember really getting canceled. I'm like, wow, Sirens is getting canceled. Yeah, yeah, because Burn Notice um, played out its entire yeah. run. I, it was Burn Notice was a great show up until yeah. the last two years that I just could not get into the last two seasons of it. I, I found that it was alright. It yeah, was. So I never good. actually saw it end. <laughs> the last two seasons weren't as good. They yeah. even made a, a small TV movie called like the the story of Sam Axe. Yeah, I remember that. I started watching that, it, and then that I wasn't was right. into it. Okay, but the last seasons yeah it, it wrapped up but like the first three or four seasons were excellent yeah that was a really good show. hold on you said cancel shows i didn't hear um well shoot he said constantine they said that they're not gonna do it yet right constantine has not been officially canceled so they it's dodged the on, bullet maybe well it's on the let's it's see. on the chopping block. yeah it's basically i i'm expecting it to be canceled i can't believe know. they canceled atlantis well actually i can't believe that show was horrible <laughs> i mean it, it, it went nowhere they believable. Didn't can, they didn't cancel the agents of shield they didn't cancel right. they, they, they didn't because I, mean, I was marvel's not canceling agents of shield because that's that's that the is their gateway that's like the gateway drug to the movies if, if you watch agents of shield you'll see how they tie it in and, and we're gonna and get into that for the really first good. half yeah definitely yeah, and all it's right. really good cool all right on april 22nd dc entertainment and warner brothers had a revelation 
young females have money too. Oh, here we go. In an attempt to recognize this demographic, DC Comics announced the insensitively named DC Superhero Girls and quote, unprecedented initiative, end quote, aimed at girls 6 to 12 that will include original graphic novels by DC. The initiative centers on the female superheroes and supervillains during their formative years and as, quote, unquote, relatable teens, prior to discovering their full superpower potential. Characters will include Wonder Woman, Supergirl, Batgirl, Harley Quinn, Bumblebee, Poison Ivy, Katana, among others. So they're changing the history? No, 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 no. They're just a super, they're just another line. Just like how Marvel actually has, they actually have a kids line, which is right. really like Spider-Man and like, the like, Avengers. Like the Superhero Squad they have? Okay. Yeah, so it's yeah. kind of like another, it's, it's their well, It may not be that, kid, like Superhero Squad is like, you know, it's spoofing, but like they actually have like Spider-Man that, that would be, you know, still Spider-Man. It's not part of canon, but it's just, it's made for very young readers. So like the violence is very minimal. Okay. You know, Spider-Man is like, you know, there's, there's pretty much everything is black and white. It's no gray. So you're going right. to have like... Uh, teenage Wonder Woman. Oh my God! I broke a nail after I punched this. Person. I hope they don't do that if it's supposed to be empowering young girls. And there you go, <laughs> Mrs. Stereotype. Good job, misogynist. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we haven't seen it, but I hope they're smarter than doing that. Yeah, I mean, G, G woke me up actually the other day, and we were. Um, she had saw the news. She was really excited about that. And, I, and for me, for for a guy who has a daughter and a comic book fan, I think it it's a step in the right direction. We always talk about DC. Being speaking misogynist, you know DC yeah. doing that, so it's kind of nice to step in the right direction. I agree with the, the actual thing that you made out that the idea of a, calling it a girls' team. All right, yeah. you know maybe you could figure out something else. Yeah, that was because you don't want to call them. You wouldn't call them Justice League boys, right? You, you know, yeah. like you just call them the Justice, Justice League, League right. boys. <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, it just should be like you know DC superheroes for you know for young audiences. <laughs> for, I mean, for, for the estrogen inclined. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, I mean, there's sometimes, you know, DC maybe superheroes, Ragan. And, <laughs> <laughs> and, and then what for like the testosterone incline, you just have just a whole bunch of explosions going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for the, Sunday, for, Sunday, Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, the teen boy version would just be DC superheroes. Crunchy socks. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I always use a towel, but okay. So they just use the, the female ones, but just make them a little more sexy. Okay, I got you. I, yes, I have no idea. What yeah, I but but I, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy they're doing that out there. Yeah. The Wonder Woman um, movie, right? That's another story. Yeah, well, we'll see about that. Yeah. All right. Batman v Superman, uh, Superman, a sequel to Man of Steel? Perhaps not. In yet another instance where actors should just shut the fuck up, Henry Cavill said in an MTV interview, quote, I wouldn't call this a Superman sequel. This is Batman versus Superman, so it's a separate entity altogether, end quote. Shut the fuck up. That's just, that's just stupid. <laughs> that's Gabe's boy. That's Gabe's boy. <laughs> Gabe, who's going to be on the show later. Gabe, your boy, your boy, what? He's, he's doing a Brandon Roth right now. Actually, he's doing Brandon Roth when Brandon Roth is playing Adam. <laughs> Shut yeah. the fuck that, Really? That oh. was just stupid. Oh, God. I would really call cool a sequel. Yeah. It's oh. not a sequel. It just happens to relate all the stuff that happened in the last movie into this one. And I'm still in it, so, you know, that stuff is still canon. <laughs> but George Clooney, I mean, so that every time there's a different actor in it, it's not a sequel? <laughs> <laughs> is, that, is that his um, his, his rationale? <laughs> it's not a sequel, but everything that happened in the first movie still happened. And, and, refer and referenced heavily, but yeah. no. Yeah, well, you know. All right. Anyhow, Hollywood insiders are starting to question DC Entertainment's ability to join the Marvel movie train on the fast tracks. Following a very mixed reaction to the Batman v Superman trailer 
and the constant shifting of Wonder Woman directors and current lack of script, Warner Brothers is said to lack a Kevin Fahey-like overseer for their movie Slate. Reports also say that Aquaman is having trouble finding a screenplay. Oh, I'm not surprised. Really? I'm like, come on, guys. Oh, come on. I mean, I mean, but you know what? I mean, I'm glad the news is kind of documenting it. Yeah. But, I mean, us as people who follow the movies and the comics, we're not surprised. DC's no. taking so long to do something. I mean, they keep getting, they keep doing Batman over and over. It took them a while to get Superman after Brandon Roth. Yeah. Like, they feel like they had to burn it, burn it all and start from scratch. But they haven't even done Wonder Woman. And Wonder no. Woman's the person that you need to get on When you realize that, I mean, a failed attempt with uh, Green Lantern... After that, basically, the only thing they've ever done are Superman and Batman movies. Right. <laughs> You're like, that's it. Out of their entire stable of characters. See, the problem with Wonder Woman is how do you make it not look like an S&M show? I don't know. The TV show did a great job. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, obviously, you wouldn't be that tongue-in-cheek. I mean, that was a much more innocent age, but it's not that hard. I mean, and even even Xena, Warrior Princess, yeah. was a great show. It's funny. As much yeah. as I hated Xena. Especially in as... her very revealing outfit. The outfit wasn't that revealing. It wasn't I mean, revealing. It was far less me. sexy than she, Wonder Woman. I was, I was, I was about to say, flip like every other time, and you can see her crotch every time. But, but, but she's got her leather panties. Whoa, 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 dude, dude! Remember who we're talking to, Mike? Remember who we're talking to? The guy who checks out cartoon booty. Case closed. <laughs> yeah, uh, but but let me but let me throw this point out. Um, because we were talking about, you know, DC and not being able to have a Kevin Fahey to kind of oversee everything. Why don't they just get the guy from television who does Flash and Arrow to yeah. oversee? Because now he, he does it perfect. Yeah, he does it perfect. He's, it would be great. Or, or maybe somebody who works on his staff. Right. You know, to kind of do that. Staff. That's their solution. <laughs> his staff. <laughs> what the fuck? It's <laughs> <His> staff. <laughs> uh, that would be interesting to see, like, a nice, like, darker version of Wonder Woman, how they've done with Arrow. I don't, I mean, I, I don't, I don't think need a dark version. I just of think if, if they treat it like Flash, where it's not dark, it's fun. It's still got, it's grounded in, in realism, but it's right. still fun to watch. It'll be great. That'd yeah. be cool to see like a, a younger Diana coming from Themyscira to, uh, and that might be an interesting way of going about it too. Not doing the whole. Um, Origin story right away. Have her come, coming from the mascara to be right. the ambassador, and maybe almost like like Arrow using well, I flashbacks. Would imagine that the movie, yeah, I mean the movie would have well, to movie. have her origin though. I mean, like you. Well, I'm sorry, I was thinking like a show. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, yeah, her, the movie would have to, but yeah, I don't know what they plan on doing. Obviously, neither do they. So, what <laughs> they need to do they? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, this will knock you out of your brogues. The most well dressed, well heeled, well bred, and well equipped killers ever to grace the silver screens are back. To um, up the body count, actually. Kingsman, the Secret Service, is geared up to receive a sequel after earning over $400 million in receipts. Wow. The new script will hopefully show the organization's brains and courage, but how will it fare since it's lost its heart? Oh, that's right. <laughs> oh, good. But if you actually really think about it, there is actually like a very strong Wizard of Oz thing to it. I mean, you had Merlin, who is the brains. Right. You have the team that is the courage. And then, of course, you did have heart, and they did fail. The what, an, <laughs> what a way of pulling that together. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm well, happy I'm, about I'm, that. I'm cautiously anxious only oh. because it's like everything that made the movie great, it's like, well, you can't recapture that. So, And Colin Firth was a very big part of what made that movie great. Maybe, True. You True. Know. Maybe he could come back like in an Obi-Wan capacity. That would be horrible. It's like a hologram or something. Oh, God. I mean, I can see them trying that too, especially with Merlin around, but that almost sounds cheesy. And I don't even know if Colin Firth is the kind of sequel kind of a guy. You know, Some, yeah. actors, are, some actors are actually very anti-sequel. Oh, they'll just say, okay, I'm just doing... Well, because they know that sequels course, are generally yeah. inferior. And yeah. they're like, you know, why am I going to just do this again? They must have a lot of one-night stands. Ooh. Evidently, wow. that doesn't apply to Liam Neeson, who's just like, <laughs> what? Another Taken movie? <laughs> I'm sold. It's, it's, it sounds like Taken, but it's not Taken? I'm in. Mistaken. <laughs> I can imagine this. All right, Liam, 
Taken four. Here's here's the plot. I don't need to hear the plot. Just just uh, I'm doing it. <laughs> Star Wars Taken Three. <laughs> I'm there. They've taken Luke. <laughs> I don't have much, but I have a lightsaber and I have the Force. I will find you and I will kill you. <laughs> Here comes Darth Maul calling him in half. <laughs> Alrighty, now remember the mild nausea you experienced while watching The Lost World, Jurassic Park, and the suicidal depression that gripped you as you attempted to flee the theater showing Jurassic Park Three. Well, good news, everyone. <laughs> the, the upcoming film Jurassic World is basically a direct sequel to the original 1993 Jurassic Park movie. Sequels two and three are being ignored, or to put it nicely, according to director Colin Trevorrow, the previous sequels aren't being written out of continuity so much as placed to the side as they both unfolded on different islands. Jurassic World is set to hit theaters June 12th. Interesting. Very interesting, yeah. I'm thinking they're, they're pulling a Superman Returns. Kind of. I where mean, they kind of yeah. said, okay, Superman 2 and 3 didn't exist. Right. We're just going to make a movie from 2 on, and that movie sucks, so let's right. hope it doesn't follow yeah. that. But, I mean, the, the thing that just gets me, though, is it's still, even with this being a sequel, and again, it has nothing to do with whether the movie's going to be good or not. It's just, I still have the same question. Who is insuring them? As, I mean, I'm not, not the movie. I'm talking about the park. Well, the, oh, the, the, oh. Because it, we saw, okay, think about it. It's the sequel to the first movie. So, and I think it is supposedly 20 years later. So, 20 years later, you go, I have an idea for a theme park with really vicious dinosaurs in it. You mean the ones that killed the people the last time that we had to pay hundreds of millions of dollars to the families? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like we're not insuring you. And guess what? It happens again. <laughs> Leave it to Mike to think about the logistics and ruin your childhood. <laughs> well, to answer your question, Mike, it's the Ralph, the tech insurance company. Oh, here you go. There's an actual, see, we, we were kind of creative with the wording of the contract i'm so resting my head in my microphone right now so when they there's a specific clause that said if they genetically modify any dinosaurs then we're not liable for the damage that's caused oh yeah so they have to pay that out of their own pocket actually i don't know if they're really that incredible of an insurance company because really i've heard that you just walk in i've got an idea here's your policy <laughs> yep that's that's our that's our slogan. You well, got an idea, we got you covered. Now, mind you, I'm not into into the whole Jurassic Park thing, so you know. Oh, I love like, Jurassic Park. Like, the eh. first one was really good. It's, you know, first he doesn't like scary movies. You remember? Oh, no, I'm so afraid. He'll probably be pissing in his little booties. Aww. <laughs> he'll be he'll be wearing his daughter's diaper during the whole movie. <laughs> hey, you got you got to recycle those diapers because once she gets big enough, she can't fit them anymore. <laughs> Just saying, just saying. So you were infant size. All right, that's good to know. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> nice comeback. <laughs> that, 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 that's, that's all I got for right now. I'm, I'm saving it for the battle royale. All right. All right, and now, here is something every nerd wants to hear. This is the most recent, up-to-date, all houses included, official superhero movie schedule. 2015, May 1st, Avengers, Age of Ultron, Every Human in the World is Exterminated, or maybe not. July 17, Ant-Man, <laughs> surprise, humans were not exterminated. Man <laughs> takes mystery chemical that makes his balls shrink to microscopic size. Luckily, the rest of his body shrinks with them. August 7th, Fantastic Four, warning, the word fantastic might be overreaching. <laughs> All right, 2016, February 12th, Deadpool, Merc with the Mouth meets actor with their growing box office flops. March 25th, Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice, this movie has crime-fighting action. Dawn the dishwashing liquid has green fighting action <laughs> stay tuned to find out which one is more interesting <laughs> may 6 captain america civil war captain america tells iron man that benedict cumberbatch is a superior sherlock holmes million perish in the barrel in the battle <laughs> may 27th x-men apocalypse county records show dark side suing over naming rights uh. august 5th suicide squad bane replaced by robocop 
<laughs> a Deadshot, latest victim of bizarre disease that turns white characters black for absolutely no reason. October 7th, Gambit. Channing, Tung, uh, excuse me, Channing Tatum in yet another movie where he grabs his staff and makes the tip red until it explodes on people. Wow. <laughs> November 4th, Doctor Strange. In 2008, Nick Fury set out to recruit a white man wearing silk pajamas and long flowing cloak living with a buff Asian man in Greenwich Village, New York. Eight years later, he finally succeeded. Yes, there were that many. <laughs> 2017, March 3rd, Untitled Wolverine sequel. Rumored titles, Fifty Shades of Jean Grey. Uh-huh. W for Wendetta. <laughs> Bla- Blades 3 and another 3. Uh-huh. Blades 3 and another 3. May 5th, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Producers cut makeup costs and team up Star-Lord and Rocket Raccoon with Mr. Hinks, Lieutenant Uhura, and Riddick. Uh-huh. Deal with it. <laughs> June 2nd, Fantastic Four 2. Also, the answer to Jeopardy question, what is the definition of optimism? (laughs) (laughs) June 23rd, Wonder Woman. The Amazon is shocked to find out that after 73 years in publication, she obviously doesn't have one story worth retelling. (laughs) July 28th, Spider-Man. This is the Marvel Studios co-production. This time, Peter Parker is bitten by a radioactive spider with writing talents. November 3rd, Thor, Ragnarok. After recently discovering that any old robot is worthy to lift Mjolnir, Asgard is destroyed by a Roomba wielding Thor's power. <laughs> November 17th, Justice League, part one. Wait, we thought that Batman v Superman with Dawn of Justice was that. And now there's an unscheduled movie called Bloodshot, which is from Valiant Comics, which shows us what happens when Colossus, Wolverine, Batman, Mystique, Forge, and Jean Grey have a child. Sounds like a fuck fest. <laughs> 2018, March 23rd, The Flash. If you love Grant Gustin as the Scarlet Speedster, fuck you. Now you get an emo Jew from New Jersey. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) May 4th, Avengers Infinity War Part 1. Crazed and wearing one glittering glove, Michael Jackson terrorizes the galaxy. (laughs) July 6th, Black Panther. Wakanda's imports of grape soda and menthol cigarettes are stolen. Drastic measures are undertaken. Grape soda, holy (laughs) shit. (laughs) July 13th, Untitled Fox Mystery Marvel Film. Don't know what that means, but as long as it doesn't say Fantastic Four 3, I don't care. <laughs> July 20, Spider-Man animated feature. Yeah, because TV's Ultimate Spider-Man is so good. <laughs> July 27, Aquaman. Kyle Drogo returns as King of the Seven Water Parks. <laughs> November 2nd, Captain Marvel. A superhero with tits. According to DC, that's impossible to write. <laughs> 2019, we have April 5th, Shazam. Stay tuned for the sequel, Robin v. Shazam, Midday of Mediocrity. <laughs> May 3rd, Avengers Infinity War Part 2, Howard the Duck Returns. This time, it's personal. (laughs) June 14th, Justice League Part 2, DC Super Team sneaks onto the set of Avengers Infinity War Part 2 because it wants to know what it's like to be part of a successful franchise. (laughs) July 12th, Inhumans, Medusa goes for Brazilian bikini wax, accidentally kills three attendants with her pubic hair. (laughs) And in 2020, April 3rd, Cyborg, Tyler Perry's Medea gets a hip replacement and stops crime. And on June 19th, Green Lantern, no fight scenes, no CGI, just Ryan Reynolds' filmed apology. Stay tuned for Ghost Rider 3, Spirit of Nicolas Cage's Self-Respect. <laughs> Let's give MFG a round of applause, please. That was pretty good. <laughs> Very well thought out. Wow, I didn't realize how many, how many geek movies are coming out. Yeah, and it's funny because Geeks on the Go has a question about that. It, when oh, you, does it? Okay. Yeah, you, when you check out Geeks on the Go later on, you'll be like, oh, wow. I, 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 it kind of ties into that. Oh, wow, all right, cool. So I guess that's all the quick news. All the quick news I have. All right. Um, Ralph? Do I ever have quick news? Sometimes, Sometimes you do, but it's never interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> mine's not necessarily a quick news. but Oh, God. Everybody just sit down. Shut up. We just had 20 minutes of you. Five minutes of me. Wow, that sounds horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I've got staying power. <laughs> Stain power or staying power? <laughs> Both. <laughs> um, I, what I was... Don't leave on that fucking shit. All right. Um, 
because anybody seen the pictures of um, Jared Leto as the Joker? Yeah. Did anybody see the one where he's imitating the picture of him going, From Killing Joke? Yeah. Oh, that was fantastic. Um, what did you think of the, because the geek world loved it, and then they made a big deal about the tattoos. What about them? I mean, that, I think that, it's just great they, yeah. because um, eventually they they had to write a, um, a statement saying that there will that the Joker will not have tattoos. Oh. How do you feel about the, um, the the geek world being all up in arms about the Joker having tattoos? Look, people think that I'm a stickler for these things, and I'm not. I like the <laughs> I call fun bullshit. I'm not. I am not a stickler for these things. I don't like. I just said that he looked great. Okay. Uh, it's it's not about uh, the Joker wear the same clothes or whatever. I'm like. He's just crazy, but it's the, how you write him. His look looked great. I mean, I even thought that um, what's his face, uh, Heath Ledger looked great. I just didn't like the writing and the portrayal of the Joker. Right. I mean, you know, that had nothing to do with the looks. I'm like, I don't mind the tattoos. I, in fact, the fact that they are almost self-referential is, I actually think it's kind of funny because he is that crazy too. I could imagine him putting ha 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 all over on his, his body. shoulder. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I, I can see that. You know? I, I guess I, I mean, it's all right. I would prefer him not to have it, but I'm not like mad if, if they do have it. It looked cool though. It looked visually. It was like, oh wow, it's pretty cool. Honestly, I think he probably looked cooler with the tattoos. Yeah, I mean, it's just different. It's also nice to that stark. His stark white skin. Yeah. I'm surprised Ralph even had an answer. The fact that you have Megan Fox on the screen. I can multitask. Yeah. Really? <laughs> okay. Dude, you, you had to listen to the uh, Mike's last two sentences to figure out what the fuck we were talking about. I knew what I, I told you. I can Dude, multitask. Megan Fox was just in bed showing full cleavage. And I was like, okay, let's see if Mike even knows what we're talking about. For anybody that's wondering, uh, Jonah Hex is on TV. And if also anyone's wondering, don't watch Jonah Hex on TV or any other media. Oh, my God. <laughs> Yeah, I can see your TV staticking right now. <laughs> it's just, it's a bad film. Yeah. And, and it's a disservice to Jonah Hex. I love Jonah Hex. I, you've always talked really highly about Jonah yeah. Hex. I've never really read it, but I mean, people people have talked about it also. Yeah. And especially when they reference him in um, the Justice League cartoon. Right. And be like, who's that? It's a cowboy. I'm like, yeah, you got to you have to read the comic yeah. book. Saddest part in his career was when he was actually sent to the future, though. Then it was Jonah Hex, like in space, basically. What is it, like Jason? Like when Jason went to space? Well, he no, he was Wait, sent, he got sent that? into the future, and then like he can't. They finally sent him back to his own timeline, and then you know he finished his his career there. His career, yeah, whatever you want to call it. Oh lord, you actually saw Jason X? No, I just know it existed. Oh, I have. Yeah. I oh yeah, well he wouldn't see it. Oh, of course we we know I wouldn't. It see was it. not scary at all. No, it was just what lame. Huh? It was like watching My Little Ponies. Kill people. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that he's comparing it to My Little Pony tells me you watch his ponies. That means you're a brony. Huh? Uh, uh, he's like, huh? <laughs> Once again, Ralph not paying attention. <laughs> no. <laughs> All right, let's get with the first half of the show. Um, we're going to talk about the Marvel sensation a- um, Avenger Age of Ultron. I wanted to say something else. I wanted to say... Ass Age of Ultron? No, I wanted to say um, um, Age of Apocalypse. I just wanted to keep saying that. I guess I keep having that movie in my head. Yeah, because Fox makes good X-Men movies. Whoa, 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 relax. They make okay X-Men movies. <laughs> I was being sarcastic. You're being sarcastic. Well, X-Men 3 was horrible, but that's another story. Anyway, we're here to talk about Avengers Age of Ultron, and with a synopsis that Lord knows he's going to tell us he slaved over a hot stove for us is MFG, Mike the Finance Guy. Alrighty. Um, first of all, just to let everybody know, since it just came out, we're not going to overly spoil it for you now. Okay, are we telling them or are we telling Ralph? We're telling both. Ralph and them. We're not going to overly. We're definitely not going to tell you about the little teaser at the end because that wouldn't be fair. So we're not going to tell them about the tank that burst through the wall and just start shooting everybody and like all the Ultrons just die. Well, we could mention that. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, so, so let's be cautious with our with our spoiling. All right, and also we just want to hit the button. 
If he can take his eyes off of Jonah Hex. Sexy guy, man. Spoilers. So leave Ralph alone. What's the use of pressing the button if you guys are going to talk over it? <laughs> You're like, I know what it says. Here's the warning. And then anyway, I'm like, what the fuck? I'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah, of course you'll fix it in post. All right. Alrighty. At 141 minutes, Avengers Age of Ultron is the two-minute shorter but $60 million greater sequel to 2012's The Avenger film. Helmed again by director and writer Joss Whedon and producer Kevin Fahey, the movie brings 2015 CGI greatness to the heroes Stanley and Jack Kirby made legends with old school paper and ink in September 1963. The character of Ultron was introduced in Avengers number 54 of July of 1968 in a last page cameo, but was fully revealed as Ultron 5, the living automaton in Avengers number 55 in August that same year. Appearing again in Avengers number 66, he upgraded his body using adamantium and was now called Ultron 6. Ultron was originally built by Hank Pym, the hero slash scientist, also known as Ant-Man, Giant-Man, Goliath, Yellow Jacket, and even the Wasp. Uh, the automaton originally had Pym's brain patterns, but eventually developed its own intellect before rebelling. Alrighty, synopsis. Faster than you can say Elizabeth Olsen does a horrible Eastern European accent, <laughs> the Avengers are acting upon Agent of S.H.I.E.L.D.'s Agent Coulson's intel regarding the location of Loki's staff at a stronghold of Hydra leader Baron Wolfgang von Strucker. Now, with a name like Strucker, you'd think he has to be good. <laughs> but he wasn't. From there, the plot kicks off at a cocktail party. But soon we are treated to superpower twins without a hint of incest or solid development. An evil plot so comic book villainous I wanted to twirl my handlebar mustache. And a high-tech lowlife that was more stand-up comic than menace. Now can four bros and a hoe defeat an AI that's a little low on the eye? If Ultron destroys all life, who will watch the blacklist? And if a malevolent, <laughs> and if a malevolent robot has moving lips, are you obligated to kiss it? <laughs> These questions and more are liable to haunt you while watching Earth's Mightiest Super Sequel. But one thing is certain, you will enjoy the ride. Now it's starring Robert Downey Jr., of course, as Tony Stark, Iron Man, uh, Chris Evans as Steve Rogers, Captain America, Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Mark Ruffalo as Bruce Banner, the Hulk. Scarlett Johansson as Natasha Romanoff, Black Widow, Jeremy Renner as Clint Barkin Haw Hawkeye, Aaron Taylor Johnson as Pietro Maximoff, Quicksilver, Elizabeth Olsen as Wanda Maximoff, Scarlet Witch, Paul Bettany as Jarvis and Vision, Don Cheadle as James Rhodes, War Machine, Kobe Smulders as Maria Hill, Anthony Mackie as Sam Wilson, the Falcon, Samuel L. Jackson as Nick Fury, and James Spader as Ultron. All right, so let's get right into it. Avengers, Age of Ultron, and you answered my first question right off the bat. The About question whether or not you should kiss a robot with moving lips? <laughs> well, uh, amongst other questions, oh. yeah. <laughs> but actually the question I was going to ask was, because one thing that Mike had kept saying, and I think you had mentioned it to me also, was that if you watch Age of Ultron, and Age of Ultron, what the fuck? Um, if you watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., mm -hmm. not that you will miss that much, but if you watch Agents, um, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., you'll get about you know the beginning of um age of ultron right well they they really did not tell you how the avengers knew where to go yeah. like that was one thing i thought i thought was interesting. i was gonna ask about that yeah. it just starts off with this action and for me not watching agents of shield it, it took me a little while to understand i mean obviously you figure out okay they're invading somewhere and whatever whatever and i figured they were going up for the staff but I guess for somebody who's just watching... Well, also the question is, why did they know to go there? Yeah. Like, you know, right. how did they know this is where it is after all this time? In Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., in the last episode, Coulson invades one of the Hydra bases, and this is where he finds the location of the Scepter. Right. And then that's when he calls Maria Hill, and he's like, all right, it's, uh, it's up to the Avengers now, and he gives them, like, the information. And if you knew how he knew Maria Hill, it's because that's how he met her mother. Yeah. Wow! No. <laughs> Ooh. You were good. You had a bunch of stuff going real good, and now he like start from scratch again. Okay, <laughs> so okay. That, that thank you for answering my question because I was wondering. I felt lost watching it in the beginning, and not lost, but just kind of felt like okay, we're in the middle of battle, and I know they might. They, you can always do the trick of 
throwing people into the movie in the beginning and then explaining later on. But I felt like they didn't do a really good job. Well, they of didn't. That. They didn't say like, "Well, thanks to Coulson's intel." I was actually surprised though that Coulson didn't make a cameo on screen, like just like in a monitor. Yeah. I mean, just to to give the two you know shows you know. Equal Do you footing. think they're trying to separate the movie from the the the, the TV show? Like no, like really make all. a conscious effort because no, no. has Maria Hill showed up on? She's the, the one yeah. he talked to on the show. No, but did they show her? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Cool. Yeah. He, okay. That's what I'm saying. That's why I was saying that I figured. Yeah. No, but that's Coulson why I was surprised they didn't do the the reverse you know politeness and just be like let's just so show Coulson on you know the Avengers movie. It's not like he hasn't been in one before. Right. Yeah, and she's been on the show before as well. Yeah, yeah, she was. In the beginning of the first yeah. episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. And then after S.H.I.E.L.D. fell, she showed up again. Right. And Nick Fury's been there twice? Yeah. Or, yeah, he's been there he's twice. He's been a few times. Yeah. All right. How do we feel about the action scene? That, that particular action sequence? Because, like I said, for me, my head was so busy trying to pick up, well, what's going on here, that it distracted me a little bit from the fighting scenes. How did you guys feel? The, the first sequence, in the beginning sequence, when they're fighting all the soldiers, and then you see that one scene where they come together in this, like, slow motion, and there's, like... You know, Scarlet Witch is like flying with a kick in the air, and mm-hmm. Thor's with his hammer and, yeah. and all that. I just wanted like a, in my head, I saw like a seventies like Charlie's Angel thing where you said like <laughs> it did feel kind, it did like, feel oh, kind of like Avengers. Yeah, I mean, it was. I mean, it was intentionally made to be very tongue in cheek. Like you know, we're all here because the thing is, if I was the enemy and I had caught that from that same side view, I would have just stopped shooting. I would have been like, fucking awesome! <laughs> I hope they kick our asses. <laughs> that was well timed. <laughs> Cool. It felt kind of campy there. I can't yeah, even. But lie. I mean, but I, was, but I still all, I was still yeah. all like, yeah, because yeah. it was very intense. It wasn't like we were supposed to think like, oh, they just all happened to be there. I was like, no, that was very much intentional. You know? And I liked it. it, it I, I thought because you know you've seen it so many times on the commercial. I, when I, when it was coming up, you knew it was coming up because again, that's why I hate watching trailers. Right. Um, but I was just like, you know what? It looked really good and it it worked. It it had the fun reaction that you wanted you know? yeah it, it definitely was fun to watch that particular i mean that that particular scene i like watching all the, the way they all kind of teamed up with each other right even though it was more you know it was more thor and captain america and the other guys not so much iron man iron man did a couple of things but right. he kind of like flew off on his own yeah. but it was kind of cool watching like you know um captain america like have the shield and thor smack on it and, and just yeah. causes oh it was just well there I, were certain things though that, sorry, that was hilarious where they're coming up with a tank right right See, there was a tank. <laughs> They're coming with a tank. And it failed miserably, and, as always. And then Hulk is like, huh, they have a tank. <laughs> and the captain's like, yeah, they never learn. Oh, Thor, you mean? I'm like, the Hulk doesn't talk. Yeah, Thor. Yeah, you said Hulk. My bad. Oh, okay, so Thor. So Thor says, huh, they have a tank. <laughs> and then Captain America's like, yeah, they never learn. And then that's when they, he hits the shield and then just like a blast. And the tank just flies. Yeah. Which, flies. of course, is one of those things of like, uh, because the movie... Plays, the movies play fast on this with a lot of technology that's that's even just grounded in normal Marvel comic books, which is that the point about the the adamantium, I mean, about the shield is that it's composed of adamantium and vibranium, which of course is really weird because they never reference adamantium generally, and they keep saying that vibranium is the strongest metal on Earth, and it isn't. Adamantium is right. Vibranium is just another metal that's just very strong. It has but, unique properties. Right. But the thing is about the reason why that shield is so effective is what it does is that vibranium absorbs sound and vibration. Right. So Thor hitting that hammer would actually just be muted. It wouldn't create ever a ripple effect. Oh, I didn't That's think why that. Captain America can withstand like things hitting him is because the shield is sucking in a lot of the the it's momentum. Absorbing, right. Yeah. The energy, That's yeah. why like the bullets and stuff like that, you know. So it was, I mean granted, I you know, 
that's a geek boy thing. I just find it yeah. funny that they they use it like that. I'm like, well, really, that shield wouldn't do that. <laughs> you know. But I guess in a sense, they're saying that the by hitting it with the hammer, it's releasing the energy that has been stored inside the shield. Yeah, but that's the whole thing. Vibranium doesn't release energy; it just absorb it. That's why doesn't it's it? that's why it's the claws. Doesn't it? Well, that's why it's the claws major uh, enemy. <laughs> Doesn't all no, right, doesn't. all right, all right, all right. <laughs> so, so um, we have this whole fight sequence, and we we see the Hulk, and the Hulk is just tearing through things. Yeah. How did you feel how they treated um the Avengers solution to get the Hulk under control? And the lullaby. I thought it was a bit contrived. I mean, you know, contrived? I mean, it it worked for the movie, and I mean, it didn't bother me. It wasn't one like where I looked at it, and I was like, that's just stupid. It just, I was just like, all right, you just had to have something. I mean, you know, Mike, fold your arms, moment. Fold my arms. No, no, no. I, I was talking with Gabe about you know when you sit ne- when you sit next to Mike and you're watching a movie. If he ever chuckles or folds his arms, you know something's up. <laughs> so it's a, that's a Mike fold your arms moment. Yeah, I mean, mind I, you, he did not fold his arms at that point. I did not I actually yeah. kept my arms aside. They were they were buckling a bit. Yes, I was, <laughs> no buckling. I was sitting next to Mike th- throughout the whole movie. He did not chuckle or fold his arms. No, I didn't. But I didn't, still didn't mean I didn't have problems. I just <laughs> kept my arms in my side. I thought it. <laughs> I was just re- being respectful for our guy, John, that came with us for a change to watch the movie. Ah, uh, yeah. Shout out to John. He won't hear it, but hey. Yeah, shout so out I was anyway. about to say, here's a shout out. You won't hear it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so, so you felt a little bit contrived. That part I thought was. Just because, I mean, it would have been more believable, for instance, if they just had like a... Uh, I don't know, just something like maybe they had an ear thing to them that just played something that was relaxed. I mean, or whatever. Like just having her take out her hand like he's a dog. But also she looked afraid as hell. Like we've never done this before, but evidently we've done this lots of times before. (laughs) What I'm thinking, which they clearly speculation, but it's some sort of like subliminal programming that they probably went through. Right. In order to like trigger him to calm down. Right. Well, I think because she says the about like, you know, the lullaby each time. So the fact that she says like a code phrase, yeah. it probably is some kind of, you know, post hypnotic suggestion I'm imagining. Right. You know? yeah. I mean, I, I kind of liked it. it. It was something different. It, it's, it's better than just saying, OK, well, let the Hulk figure it out himself. Yeah. <laughs> let him bash away down the block. We'll catch up. He'll tire himself out at some point. <laughs> um, I would be. I, I don't know. I mean, I, I would enjoy it if they just gave the Hulk a little bit more intelligence. I don't mean he has to be speaking in sentences. I just. Just a little bit more, like, kind of where... Because they, they talk to him like he's pretty intelligent. Like, right. Like, it's not like, you know, we don't know what's going to go on. Hopefully he doesn't kill us in the battle. I mean, they, they direct him. They tell him where to go. And he goes. So I don't know why they couldn't just be like, you know, Hulk, you know, it's kind of like, like you know, like, kind of, it's time out time. So he just goes somewhere and then sits. And then you just see him, like... Well, you know how it becomes a banner, you know, when he starts fighting and then he gets enraged, right? He becomes somewhat uncontrollable, right? You just have to direct his rage, that's what they do, yeah. They direct his rage, yeah. That's that's why I said it didn't bother me overall, but it just felt a little bit more contrived. Interesting tidbit that I I learned after watching the movie you know, how the the cage that um, Stark uses to try to stop him Uh is called Veronica. Uh Um, well, Veronica. Wow, you're skipping yeah, way ahead. Yeah, Veronica. Yeah, I was about to sound like that's way ahead, but Veronica is actually the. It's not just the cage. It's the yeah, the yeah. whole thing. The satellite system. Uh, but because it's it's a play, it's a reference to Archie, right? Betty and Veronica, because, because of Betty, Betty was Betty Ross was the first one. Oh, yeah. okay, right. that's really cool. All right, but also it's um it plays to there was a um there was a, a woman named Veronica that helped Stark in the comic books after he had injured his hand. He needed physical therapy to get his hand working again. So if you also notice that. His Hulk hand, Hulk Buster hand was ripped off, and Veronica repaired his uh, hand. Okay. Veronica, Veronica hand. Gave me, Veronica, yeah. give me a hand. Okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I remember Veronica hand. And wasn't she in the. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about Her Veronica. Her name hand. isn't hand. Right. It's just Veronica. No, no, but I'm saying, wasn't therapist. Veronica hand the name of the girl in the comic book 
Yeah, there was. She was also an agent of Shield. I think that's that what I'm saying. Her. Yeah, so I, like, I don't know if it was Veronica. I know it was Ham, but it may but, have been Veronica. Yeah, I'm not sure. I could be. I could be wrong. Sorry. Maybe, but anyhow, maybe so, I'm so anyway, so you're saying that that's the other yeah, reference. That's the other reference there. Ah, oh, gotcha. But we jumped ahead. Okay, so going back to so after they get the um they get the staff. Um, but before they get the staff, we get introduced to the twins. We get introduced right. to um to Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch. How did you feel the way they treated those two characters initially? Because we got a glimpse of them in the end of what was it Captain America, right? Winter Soldier movie. Ah, uh, it's Victoria. Hand. Victoria. Thank that's you. why I said I didn't think it was Veronica. I know it was a V. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah. Um. How did you? How did you guys like the way they introduced the twins? Mm, I thought it was pretty interesting. How like the it was Baron von Strucker or something. What was Strucker. Strucker. Mm-hmm. How he was like you know um he's sending his soldiers into fight. And then he's, he he was planning on surrendering, but he doesn't want to surrender the twins. Right. And then it's like, uh, I don't want to say this. Like they they were really, they hated the Avengers like so much. Right. And like and you can see that, and like they want to go and and fight and defeat the Avengers, but against the orders. And it's, it's just so cool when you see them like, uh, Quicksilver, uh, coming by and catching the arrow that um, that Hawkeye shoots. Yeah. And then he like he hits him, and he's like, "Bet you didn't see that coming, huh?" Yeah. <laughs> just runs right well, over. That's my only thing with that. I mean, again, I didn't really have a problem with them introducing him. I thought they overplayed the warm up to them. Like, no, not not yet. And I'm like, why would you not bring out the only superpower thing you have to fight superpower? People are attacking you. I don't. You're about to that. get your ass kicked. Yeah, yeah outnumbered. Yeah, you know. But um, yeah. Or how about when they when they first started attacking, and then the guys inside, they're like, um, the Avengers, they're attacking. It's like, what do we do? Uh, do we hit them back? But it's the Avengers. Yeah. <laughs> So yeah, that was he's like good. saying, "Are you fucking crazy? We're gonna lose. Let's just get the fuck out of <laughs> the guy's here." Guys got a magic hammer. What are we doing? <laughs> you know? But uh, I mean, no. So my thing was that um, I thought it was the buildup. I thought they just did too long in the buildup because it wasn't believable um, when you're under attack. Uh, also, I just thought it was just kind of weird. I mean, the way they introduced Quicksilver. I mean, it was fine with his introduction and what he was doing. Like I said, uh, um, attacking a few of the members. It was just weird that as fast as he's moving. Why wasn't he attacking more of the members? Yeah, right. I, it was just weird from a direction point of view. Um, so that it was just like, well, I'll attack these people, and then I don't know. <laughs> I just got bored. <laughs> you know? I mean, you could understand why he wouldn't want to attack the Hulk. Well, the, that makes sense. But I the mean, Hulk the others he like, could hit. You know? Yeah, pesky fly. Right. The others he would hit. I mean, except for you know, I mean, basically, you would figure he would just go after um, Iron Man. He'd just go after uh, not Iron Man. He would go after uh, Captain America, right. Scarlet Witch. He'd go after the people uh, he, he actually had a chance against. Right. Well, he probably yeah. wouldn't want to go too much against Captain America. Yeah, he can, well, he's fast. <laughs> yeah, Captain America's so strong. He gets one hit on him. He'll be out. Right. Visually, I like the way the Scarlet Witch. How they introduced the, the whole um, her chaos powers. They don't call them chaos powers in this. They're not even. Chaos they're not powers. even chaos powers. Yeah, basically, they, they just call. Said they explained exactly what she can do. She can manipulate. Uh, Energies in the mind and has telekinesis. They said telekinesis and something else. Because they said that she matter or something. I don't remember what it was kind of big, but I was I was actually saying to uh, to Jazz actually when we were talking yesterday, and uh, that's Jazz of the Nerd with the Word podcast. You should be listening to it. And <laughs> Jazz is actually quietly in the room with us right now. Hence the cheap plug. Watching Jonah Hex. <laughs> watching Jonah Hex. <laughs> Jonah <laughs> Jazz, who's quietly tied in my basement. <laughs> um, I was just saying there is that actually I, I don't know why they just didn't give her her probability manipulating powers because it it's not like it's that hard to explain. I mean, it's not like you have to get into a 30 minute definition. You're just saying that she makes what's not likely happen. Yeah. I mean, like to me, and that would have opened up a much more interesting power level for her. 
because at times it was it was kind of unclear exactly what she was doing. You know, it it seemed like telekinesis, but then it didn't seem like it. It was very obvious to me. She was waving her hands around. Yeah, (laughs) she was doing like these odd movements, which was cool for the character. But since she wasn't actually using magic. Which I is guess. what the character I does. Guess. It was kind of unnecessary by that gave, point. But if you give her the magic, it would make it so vague anyway. I feel like them, the same thing they're doing now, they're making it vague, you know. Oh, no, no. I wasn't saying give her magic. I'm saying that, the, the, in other words, she was doing basically what, they, what she does in the comics, which is she's moving her fingers in weird ways because she's creating sigils and whatnot to, to make magic. Because in the comics, she okay, has right. a mutant ability to um, deal with probabilities, but it's her magic that channels her mutant ability. Like she needs one to do the other. Okay. So here they were using her motions, which is actually her magic. But it's like really, she could have just waved her hand left and right, and that would have been just as fine. Like like if they were trying to make it cool, but it was just kind of like eh. like if she's conducting I, a symphony. Yeah, yeah. I think man, but I think it was. I think visually, it it, it really looked kind of cool. Because no, cool. it's funny that there's only certain artists that capture um, Scarlet Witch's um, the, the her, her mystic magic, whatever they call it, her chaos powers, they catch it visually well. And I know that um, George Perez is one, Arthur Adams is another. And I felt like when I was watching, um, when I was watching her do it, it felt like one of those artists doing it. So kind of visually, is. it was good. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, I kind of agree with you know the ambiguity of, of the of yeah. It was just kind of like she can do whatever we decide. <laughs> <laughs> if, it, if it helps that scene out, she can do it. It's like what you need to move a whole building, she could do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. you got to move a rock, she could do it. So, um, just, I mean, cause it, the intro, I mean, doesn't, you know, they, they kind of give you a quick intro to who they are. And it's funny because he said in the, in, the, in the synopsis that they didn't do a lot of um, character development with those two. I didn't, I mean, again, I didn't feel that it was empty. It's just that uh, I just felt that Pietro didn't get that much development. Wanda got a little bit more. Um, and granted, it's not a movie about them. It's just that they just kind of were there in the movie a bit. Well, at least you hear their backstory that they yeah. were twins and they actually volunteered to, to join right. uh, Strug, Strug? Strucker. Strucker. Why do you hate that man's name? because <laughs> it's, it's German. Ah. Speaking of Strucker, did you feel, as a quick note, because I don't want to take too much time about Strucker, but did you feel like Strucker was really treated like a throwaway character? Oh, he was completely throwaway, like, considering whew. he's the leader of HYDRA. That's what I'm saying! <laughs> so, I mean, in the Avengers, I mean, the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is just like, oh, it's Baron von Strucker. It's at his stronghold. Evidently, stronghold's not very strong. <laughs> well, I've well, seen stronger bounty towels. <laughs> well, when They're the quicker picker uppers. When uh, you have Iron Man and Jarvis together, man, that's a killer combination. It's a killer combination, but the way they treated it was just very like, ah, oh, it's Baron von Strucker. And even the way he acted, even the, what the what they wrote for him to say was very like, yeah, I'm the leader of Hydra, but I don't know, I'll surrender. It was just like, well, oh. That was hilarious. She's like, Attack, attack, you, we will all attack. And then he goes to his number two. Okay, so we're going to surrender. I'm going to surrender. <laughs> yeah. While they're dying over there, I'm just going to go over here and surrender. While, while I like Whedon's humor and, and his usual kind of shtick, mm-hmm. I didn't like it there. Yeah, well, there it was just, yeah, it was a little weird. Um, it was it was out of place for that. Also, it was I, what made me think of when the, they were with the Avengers attacking the Stronghold. Now, I granted, I know that their main reason is because Loki's staff is there, and that is very dangerous. But when we watch Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., they have tracked down other really dangerous artifacts, and they just send in shield operatives. I'm like, wouldn't it just be more effective to send the Avengers into every stronghold that you know is owned by Hydra? <laughs> like, because like, this one, I'm like, so why did you send the Avengers this time? <laughs> yeah. He's like, oh, there's a cat stuck in a tree. Send the Avengers! <laughs> there's a dangerous artifact over there. Send the Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so, I mean, they, they get their hands on the... Uh, on the um, on the staff, staff. but of course, on, <laughs> hey, hey, oh, here we go. Oh, Lord. We're all 12 again. What the fuck? <laughs> so they get their hands on the staff. On whose staff? 
Loki staff. <laughs> and of course, you know, it's good to be Loki. And of course, everybody wants his staff. Scarlet Witch puts the puts the spell on. God, I fucking hate you guys. <laughs> she puts the the spell on on Tony. How did you feel that about that motivation of you know? Okay, well, I'm gonna put a spell on Tony, and he's gonna. Do it's all not the, a spell because it's not magic. Oh, so it's not a spell. It was, it was, <laughs> it was, it was, it was her opening. His, yeah, it's, it's that other power she doesn't have in the comic books, which okay. is getting into people's minds. Right. Um, but I mean, it was fine. Uh, you know, because again, it was vague. Because like, you know, it's like, is it their worst fears? Is it thoughts they have? Is it just amplified thoughts? It was very hard to see exactly what it was supposed to be. And then know? it turns out it's actually coming from within the scepter. I guess. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's really hard to tell. You know. Um, but I mean, I thought the the sequence was still really nice, and I, I liked. But, and they took away right away, like why we saw a broken Captain America shield. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was funny. I was know? like, oh, we're not gonna see a break. Yeah, because when I saw that in the trailer, I'm like, what? Oh, right, because they allude that this is all due to the fight with Ultron and yeah. stuff like that. So. Yeah, Ultron, <laughs> um, kind of like the Mayweather Pacquiao fight, but blown up for no reason. <laughs> well, Ultron, I have I have words about Ultron. Okay, we'll get to Ultron yeah. in a second. Oh yeah, um, because um, after they get the staff, they come back home. And they have this big party at Tony's house. You know what? One of my favorite parts of the movie. Oh, that was fun. That that scene was great. The, the, the whole, well, the well, whole, they're all hanging out. Yeah, the whole hanging out was absolutely wonderful scene. It was it was definitely Whedon um, writing as he does really well with groups of character and able to express the individualities of not just the Avengers but even some of their guests that are attending. It was just a really right. great job. Funniest moments. They won't spoil them all. <laughs> Stanley's cameo. Okay. Yeah. Funny as hell. Yeah. And then uh, Thor, when uh, when Captain America is picking up the hammer, right. Thor's face. Yeah. <laughs> when he, he thinks that Captain America could pick up the hammer, he's like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> and then when he when he can't, he's like, "Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, that's right, yeah. that's right. Only Thor can pick up Thor's hammer." Yeah. It felt very like very clear, Chris Claremont in his early event, uh, early X Men run. Uh-huh. The way he does, where because a lot of comic book writers they go, "It's about action, it's about action, it's about action, about action," and there's no downtime. Chris Claremont would do issues, and not issues in a row, but he'd do maybe an issue of the X-Men finishing a mission and being in the X-Mansion and dealing with each other. Right. And that was what made you love the 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 um the X-Men so much. Right. Because you felt like you knew them as individuals and not just people just kicking ass and fighting yeah. each other. Yeah. And exactly. I felt like that party, even during the party and then after the party when it's just them hanging out, right. you felt it. Yeah, I mean, the only thing, I, the only problem I have about everything around that scene was has nothing to do with the party. Um, it's the it's the fact that we just went into instant plot was already moving on, and it just it just felt too rushed. It was just like bippity boppity boop, you know. Suddenly we got Ultron <laughs> being made, <laughs> you know. You know, it was just one of those things where I'm like, you just really rushed your villain in right I, away. I have a theory on that. Uh oh, that it was. <laughs> And it was more created by the scepter than Tony himself. Cause well, Tony didn't make it. I mean, yeah. th- see, that's the thing, too, that they kind of, I think, pulled away from it a little bit is that even though, I mean, again, the original Ultron is made by Hank Pym, as we've already stated there, um, they, they, they tried to give that same feel. There were times that Tony, you know, kind of used like that whole parent-child conversation against Ultron. It's like, yeah, but see, you made Robot Huss. Yeah. The staff made Ultron. Yeah. So they never set up like a Frankenstein monster's tail. You never got the Oedipus complex that was always part of the Ultron Hank Pym world, which is you're my father. You created me. I hate you and want to destroy you. That's always been the play. They tried to actually give us that play, but it had no it had no meaning because Tony and Ultron never interacted as 
father and son. They did a half ass. Well, they didn't even do it any ass. It was just like, you're not Ultron. I already don't like you. <laughs> you know? It was funny, though, when uh, Tony calls him Junior. Right. He's like, oh, Junior, you're going to break my heart. Right. But, that, but that's <laughs> what I'm saying, that they tried to give that, but there was no heart. But that's what I'm saying. It was half ass. Because there was no AI. Like, in other words, it wasn't like the units had AI and Tony had already built, like I said, a father-child relationship. Yeah. It was just suddenly there's an intelligent computer that hates my guts. Yeah. <laughs> you know, go um, for it. And now we get onto the subject of Ultron. How do we feel about Ultron? Because Ultron is the reason why we have this movie. He's the main villain. He's the big bad. I will say this. James Spader, fucking awesome. James Spader's voice is wonderful, and his ability and to be creepy is awesome. Yes. his. You can see that his acting mannerisms. You can hear a butt coming. Go on. Yeah. I was going to say it before you. Go ahead. His, his acting mannerisms show in Ultron. So you know right. like they did like the, the motion capture and everything? Because mm-hmm. if you've seen him in the blacklist, you see how he is in there? And you see it like it plays on Ultron. It's, yeah, it's the way he. I mean, definitely it's motion capture. I mean, it's enhanced motion capture is much better now. But is that useful for Ultron? Because um, I, I think I think it was. I think it's I think it's pulled it took away from Ultron. I think Mike, that's what Mike's about to say. Well, I mean, Mike, go ahead. Some, some of the physical mo- movements I was really good with the head tilting. I mean, it's just because it's just creepy. It's standard stuff that we know that kind of irks us as people, so it works. I found Ultron as a villain overall. He was kind of lame. I mean, he he. I mean, the Winter Soldier was scary. Loki was malicious and and even duplicitous. So I mean, but S-A-T Ultron word, duplicitous. Ultron. Seriously, Hold on, let me Ultron, Ultron was one space station away from being a classic Bond villain. He was. <laughs> he, was that, he really was. I mean, it's just it, because it, I think about it. His. He's more snarky than menacing. Well, right. I mean, that's the thing. And also, it's he didn't do anything that dangerous. I mean, I mean, besides, I mean, his ultimate plan, sure, which was kind of hokey. And that's the other thing, his ultimate plan, um, the way he wanted to destroy life, it, it felt like the plan was based around a special effects idea that turned into a master plan. <laughs> like like somebody with special effects would be like, wouldn't this look cool? Now let's make it his master plan to make it make sense. Because think about it. He's trying to destroy all life. I mean, even if you just want to start out like gangbuster, I'm not talking about murdering, but just start. Crash the stock market. Start cutting off food supplies. He's in every electronic thing that's over the Wi-Fi connections. He didn't do jack diddly squat besides steal things to build more robots, which is great. But then I'm like, that's all you've done? (laughs) I I couldn't put a finger on why I felt like, I mean, he was was a good villain, but he wasn't, especially if you know Ultron. What were you going to say, Ralph? Well, he was trying to get the nuclear codes, you remember? Yeah, but I mean, but, but that, that was, but even but that was, that was, bl- that was, that was kind of glossed by, over. Yeah, that was completely glossed over. In other words, we didn't see him attacking it and being like, "Why can't I get into?" This? In fact, we needed that to understand why it was he couldn't get the nuclear right. codes later on. We, they were so just like, no, "No, no, the nuclear, the nuclear, um, the, the nuclear um warhead theme the was an afterthought. The nuclear warhead, the what? Shut up. <laughs> the, the the him of uh, the, the idea of him getting the atom bomb or whatever." was an afterthought it wasn't yeah. like part of the main plot it was like oh and by the way you know he because they always say oh he could do this he can go for nuclear codes and even when they talked about it they started saying oh what could he have access to nuclear codes yeah they all agreed on it but they didn't make it an effort to show him getting it and it didn't make yeah. me feel like there was any real danger right yeah i mean it was just that's what i'm saying like i never felt a huge sense of danger. like in other words if i was like joe if i was just me and i happened to have gotten an invitation to that avengers party <laughs> you know, like, and then I was there for the aftermath of the of Ultron went away, and I heard the Avengers talking. Like, I wouldn't feel that threatened. I wouldn't have felt like, oh, I have to really worry about this Ultron robot in my daily life. It just felt like, oh, he's just going to battle the Avengers. Like, like, I didn't have a sense of dread that humanity 
was at stake. And even once we found out his master plan, it like I said, like, like I said in the uh, my, my synopsis, it was so comic book villainous. You know, I needed a twirling handlebar mustache because I really didn't believe you were ever going to pull that off anyhow. Like, it, it wasn't, it was so outlandish of a plan that you're like, dude, you know someone's going to stop you from doing this. Okay, <laughs> now, 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 now refresh my memory, guys. Did, um, did Ultron kill anybody? Like, um, he, like, I mean, kill, like kill somebody? Like, yeah, I mean, he's killed people. Remember, he, like, remember when um, um, Dr. Cho? He killed. He started killing the lab people when uh, yeah, yeah. when they got away. I mean, I, but I mean, but otherwise, it was all, again. He didn't. He didn't outwardly go to kill people. Yeah, and I, I kind of wish I, we had that 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 Ultron. Well, because again, we didn't see. I as a person didn't fear for my life as a human being on the planet Earth, because this robot, like I said, really just seemed to be more angry at the Avengers. Right. I'm not clear exactly why, considering that you plan on stopping all human life and why. And also, I didn't like the fact that it was stated with the, they're the only things that'll, that'll stop my plan. I, you know, like, I don't <laughs> like that statement, you know, in a movie, especially actually stated, you know. Like, right. Like, it was kind of like when we were talking about Spider-Verse. Yes. When the Spider-Men are like, you're the only one that can help us, like, you know, that, that can stop this. And it's like, don't tell me that. That, that makes it now sound so predestined, so faded, and so... Um, contrived, really. You yeah. Because you, now you're telling me, like, well, we now know the answer. They will stop it. There's not, will there be a danger? You've already told me they're the only people that can stop it. So guess right. what that means? You know, it, it's one of those things. That, and mind you, don't get me wrong, Ultron looked fantastic. Oh, he looked great. And I, and I liked uh, James Spader's voice, but my issue was that I feel like he was evil. He could have been more evil, especially talking about Ultron, who's not just some run of the mill. They made him seem more like an angry child. Right. But the, the thing is, it's like, he wasn't a child. He also, they're like, they kept saying he was kind of part from what, you know, he knew of Stark and everything like that. Like, and I had mentioned this uh, when, after we had seen it. I'm like, his colloquialism, the first it was just too many colloquialisms. It, he was too talking like the average Joe. And I mean, I, yes, because there's certain things you expect from your robot, and especially knowing Ultron. I mean, it's just kind of like the Daleks, you know, I mean, you know, Ralph can appreciate that because it would just be like if the Daleks were like, like if, well, instead of that, but if they were just like, Doctor, you're getting on our nerves. You know, you'd be like, wait a minute, this doesn't really sound like a, a robot that's trying to kill people. Now, I don't mean it has to be that strict. It's just that we, again, if you know Ultron, it's the fact that he doesn't sound so human that makes him even deadlier. Because, right, because it sounds cold. Right, and also Ultron, I mean, the fact that he worked with the Scarlet Witch and PHO initially, it's he would never work with humans. He truly despises human beings. I, I almost yeah. wish they, instead of um, them coming to their own realization about what he was doing, that he that um, he would have a plan just to kill them anyway. Even though right. that, that's inferred with what right. she saw, but just the fact that he tries to kill them, like, okay, your usefulness to me is done. Now I'm done with you. Right. That I, I felt like that could have been a way maybe where you could show yeah. him being like you know yeah. I, I hate all humans. Well, it was kind of like the same Catch Twenty Two with the uh, from Jupiter Ascending, and God knows I am not comparing these two movies. <laughs> um, <laughs> is that it was just right up there with remember? Um, let my family go. Okay, I'll let your family go. I'll put you guys on Earth, and then I'll destroy the planet. Right. It was the same kind of thing. It's just like you know, after a while, you have to go. Well, if his plan is to destroy all life, and I'm helping him. I'm, where does that kind of leave me exactly? You know, I mean, granted, they didn't know that right, right. away, but once you found it out, but um, yeah, I, like I, I just had a problem with the ultra, and also I had a, a problem with the fact that uh, that they actually it because it was disturbing in the very first they gave him moving lips. I don't mean up and down. I mean I'm talking about like pursing moving lips and teeth, which was also weird. Especially again, considering that Ultron despises humans. Right. Why, why <laughs> you would know? you emulate? He, the... he built that. Right. <laughs> you know. So I found that a little bit weird as well. 
Um, okay. Um, give me a second. All right. So, because the, well, the the question I was going to ask was, um, because that led to one of the major plot points. Because you're talking about when um, Ultron speaking to Iron Man and all that stuff. There was a part where um, a small group of the Avengers met with um, or fought against Ultron and Scarlet Witch and um, Quicksilver, and Scarlet Witch pretty much put the whole team under her power. Right. Um, did you feel like the, the um, what she did to all their minds a little inconsistent? Like you know, like like because I felt like I felt like she was trying to bring out all the fears, and you said, and Ralph, you said that it was something that was brought out from the staff. Mm-hmm. But I felt like, which I don't know if that's from the staff because the staff by that point was nowhere near them, right? So it was just her ability, you know. Right. And that's well, that's my whole point about the inconsistency in her powers. Tony's you know? Tony's vision was brought out. It's possible. I mean, it was her power. I mean, we don't really have any reason to connect it to. It's just, is I think she even says or alludes to, or someone says it is like it's a matter of hopes. But then it's also like, remember the other people that when they were talking about Ultron and they said, well, there's been reports of um, Ultron stealing stuff and people seeing a blur and other people just remembering old memories. They didn't say that they were in fear. So like, it seems like it's, it's her decision on whether the memories are going to be painful, hurtful, harmful. Because the, you know? the reason why I said that is because I was watching it and I totally forgot about that part that was mentioned. I felt like some things were like really traumatic right. and some things like, like Captain America's was lame. Yeah, like, it was just like, yeah, he's back home, and you know, and I understand what they're trying to say that you know, it was hurtful. He misses it, you yeah, know, but it wasn't that much. I was like, right, eh. it wasn't like you know, like he you know was stabbing Bucky in the face. <laughs> you know, like, is that something you really want? No, no. no what I'm saying though is that <laughs> something kidding. horrible, like like him literally killing his best friend. Yeah. Right, like, like it wasn't traumatic like that. Like, but did you also notice the Easter egg in that scene? Um, in the the in the scene where they're all walking around with Captain America's. Was an Easter bunny there? No, I said an Easter egg. Oh. The bunny had already gone. Okay. Lost already. Go ahead. Uh, um, no, the, the name of the band that played was the Roy Thomas Band. Roy, Roy, Thomas. Roy Thomas is an artist, as you should probably know that. He's a very famous Marvel artist. And Roy Thomas um, invented Ultron. I'm oh sorry. I'm God. sorry. Writer. I said artist. Art, writer. Okay. But go. he is actually the inventor of Ultron. That's why I don't know his name. I'm like, artist? I don't know him. Okay. Yeah. He's, he's a writer. All right. Interesting. Um, but I, I kind he of also used to be an editor-in-chief. That's pretty big also. Yeah. He was J. Jonah Jameson? Uh, not at the bugle. You were, you were just bad. You're just really bad today, dude. You're just really, really <laughs> bad. Um, I, I think that was one of. I didn't like all of their visions. I mean, well, Thor's vision was like a fuck shoot. I'm like <laughs> a, I, a fuck I, shoot. It was, it was an <laughs> orgy. What are you talking about? It was. It was just. It was just so in and out. And I'm like, all I thought with Thor's vision is that they were attempting to lure us in for Thor's next movie. Yes, it, I mean, but, I mean, but, but blatant luring it. I mean, it wasn't like. Oh wow! How cool when I see the Ragnarok movie that it'll be like. Oh, now I get it. this was like this had nothing to do with the movie we were watching and at all. Didn't they even yeah. mention Ragnarok in there? No, 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 because of course not. Yeah, no. I, no, he just no. They they, they inferred it's it because he's saying did. like you destroyed it or everything is destroyed. Right? It, like yeah, that. they don't they don't say Doesn't Ragnarok by name. He say Ragnarok? No, no. You sure? Yeah, I'm positive. Does I, he say Ragnarok? He does. No, no, oh, no. Okay. no. Even I, the I, silent I, member says no. The judges have spoken. Okay. No, because again, that's. But I think it's been inferred. People talking about the end of days and and also if you say Ragnarok, that's too on the nose. I mean, the name of his movie is Ragnarok. You know, it's too much. You know, but but like I said, I mean, it's because also that's the thing too is that think about it. We weren't told again with her inconsistent powers that she's also able to divvy up the future. So why was he like another? So he's having visions of something he shouldn't be thinking about anyway. You know, like so it was just really very weird. So his visions, which had nothing to do with the movie at all. And then they try to make it connect. And then they made it connect, which made it worse. <laughs> okay, know? so it's because he's Asgardian. He, I don't know. Different but that's, uh, that, that's why they chose him to have to make that connection because they said, okay, well, we can kind of flub it. 
And right. That was funny, though. It's like, the witch tried to mess with my mind, but my mind is mighty. And that's like the exact moment he says mighty is when he, right. he goes into Switching the over and stuff like that. But yeah, the, the best, I was very happy with The that. best one was Scarlet Witches. Um, we finally got some idea of where she's come from in the Red Room and all that stuff. Because right. she's talked about it here and there. You mean the... Black Widow. I'm sorry, Black Widow. Thank you. Sorry, Scarlet Witch, Scarlet Johansson. Um, the Black Widow. When they talk about the Black Widow's origin, because yeah. you don't you don't talk about it for, you know, for all the Marvel movies that we've had, she's been in um, Captain America too. She was in um, the Avengers, and they don't Iron even talk Man. about her origin. And I, that's right, Iron Man. I forget about that yes, one. That's where she was. You like it was Iron Man too. That's why. Right. Yeah. <laughs> it was because Iron Man two, and she had curly hair. Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I feel like they really gave us a little bit more about her. Well, yeah, I mean, well, I, well, I mean, the Black Widow doesn't have a fascinating story. Her, you know, like you know, so they try and kind of give glimpse. If you give pieces of her story versus, I think, a long drawn out origin, I think it's a little bit more interesting. But they didn't even give us pieces. They give like small, small right. pieces here and there, and then they finally give us something like, okay, she was trained. Well, even. the thing is, though, who watched Agent Carter? This guy. Exactly. See, you got to keep watching. Remember, this is one big universe. So, Dottie Underwood, yes. who is a spy that also was raised in the Red Room, you would have already seen what the girls went through. Yes. Wow. Yeah. I mean, and I mean, and there they actually show like they're tied to the beds mm-hmm. at night. So, I mean, like literally they have scars. And um, that's, you know, but see, now what was really cool is that in Agent Carter, Dottie Underwood um, kept looking at this baby carriage weirdly and we couldn't figure out why but no, now that don't. got answered here in the Avengers movie because now we realize that she's probably infertile like all the rest of them and th- that moment a little bit heavy do you think I thought it was very heavy for the type of movie this is Espe- that was like wow especially, you went there. especially the moment it was the yeah. moment because they had they, they had come back you know they, they, they went into hiding the Avengers went into hiding and she's and um um the Black Widow's having a conversation with Bruce Banner and her to talk about what she's been through. I was like, whoa. Like, they said, oh, you don't know. I thought she was going to leave it to, you don't know what we've been through. Or um, not all of us can have families. You think right. you're the only can have a family. I thought they were going to leave it at that. Because I got what they were going to say. Right. And then she said, well, you know, what they, and she explained what happened in the Red Room. I'm like, holy fuck. Yeah. They got a little heavy fast. Right, which also, by the way, did anyone give a damn about their relationship? I, I thought that their relationship was sappy, but not. I did. Like, you know. He was he was putting the moves on my woman. How dare he? <laughs> you, no, no, you're you you're, you're Black Widow's the cartoon one. <laughs> yeah, I just found that I, I, I found their attempt at, at the love interest. I mean, I, I don't mind the characters getting together. That I don't care about. It's just that they kept trying to bring it up like it was going to become a part of the movie that you cared about, right? And then even they didn't care about. It. Like, think about it at the at the end with with Banner and her not together. Were you any more or less moved by that? Yeah, exactly. My point. In fact, I mean, it's you know it happened, but is it something you remember? It's not like, oh my god, it ripped my heart out when this happened. You know, you're like, yeah, it eh. definitely didn't rip my heart out. But no, the, the, really the, the the result of, oh yeah, the, the the result of it was kind of like, wow. Um, I mean, there's so much to cover and and so little time. Um, but obviously we can't spoil everything as as much as we're tempted to. If you want to, just check out my blog, RalphSpoilsEverything.com. <laughs> oh, one, one thing I wanted to make interesting, because these are some cool um, Easter eggs that are in there. Um, did you notice that, uh, well, Friday is the new AI that Stark put into his suit. Yeah. Friday was actually AI he invented in the comic books as well, so that wasn't anything new. Okay. Um, but that was much more kid-like than this one. That's not important. But did you notice also of all the, the discs he was choosing from for new AI? Yeah. One of them said Jocasta. Yep. Jocasta is the name of the robotrix that Ultron invented to give himself... Not, it wasn't really a bride. It was kind of like a bride. Yeah. yeah. Also, Jocasta is actually the name of... Remember I said that the whole Ultron-Hank Pym thing is a very Oedipus complex um, story. 
Jocasta was also the name of Oedipus's mother slash wife in the tale of Oedipus. That's right. Yeah. So like that was in there. Um, interesting thing is, remember when the twins first meet Ultron? Mm-hmm. He's wearing a red cloak. Yeah. Right. I that one. Right. And that's because when Ultron was originally, remember I said that he had a cameo the in number 55? Kong? Kong? Right. Yeah. He was the Crimson Cow. Cow. Yeah throughout the entire issue and that's when you find out he's actually a robot when he takes off the cowl. Ah, so they were, they were okay. That so so that was a wink-wink to the yeah. comic. And also, um, Helen Cho is Amadeus Cho's mother. Yep. Right. That yeah, I picked for up. For those of you who don't know Amadeus Cho is, Amadeus Cho is child genius prodigy who later on goes on to help, was it Tony? Mm-hmm. No. And, and Big Hero Six? No, I'm kidding. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And that's then, of course, we saw Ulysses Claw um, who we lost his hand as he has to. Right. So it'll be interesting to see how and why they give him a claw to yeah. call him. Claw, in master Black of Panther. sound. Oh, good. And I hated Claw growing up. <laughs> I love him because he Black got Panther. defeated by Dazzler. She just absorbed Oh, here we go with the fucking Dazzler. Oh, Dazzler's God. awesome. Dazzler. Oh, da- <laughs> Is she dazzling? She's yes, horrible. She She's lame, She's bro. Fantastic. Dude, have you not heard us talk about this millions of times on this podcast? Who? Okay, there we go. <laughs> just pick a better stripper name than Dazzler. Yeah, I can't even. What's with me in the comebacks? I can't even do it today. Um, I, I, I just it, all in all, I like the way they weave in the Marvel weaves in their characters. But I, the thing I didn't like was I feel like this this sequel just felt like it was too much. Not I don't say too much happening, but not everything was developed the, the way it should yeah. be. Like, even when they included the twins as part of the Avengers, right. that, that that was rushed. Yeah, um, very rushed. The, you know, the, the whole, um, I'll, I, I don't want to give too much away, but the semi-Civil War-esque kind of scene, right? very rushed. Well, also, I mean, just, yeah, well, the Civil War-esque type scene that amounted to not being any conflict at all by the end of the movie, which then means I don't understand how Civil War is going to develop in the next Captain America movie is just really weird. Um, the fight scenes, though, especially the major ones toward the end. I mean, the Hulk, Hulkbuster one is fantastic. Yes. It's a yeah. great scene from beginning to end. I have no problem with that. But the fight scenes towards the end, the big ones, um, it was just too massive. It, 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 I, it also didn't feel like I got a really good sense of individuality in the fight so that I really like there, there's no point where I felt like and when so-and-so used their ability that they're very known for to do this, it was so cool. Like, yeah. it, it just felt like one massive fight scene that seemed like every other fight scene you know together it, it just didn't individualize enough for me i mean it was cool but i also thought that the army of of, of ultrons was a bit too much for me to believe like oh you got them all <laughs> yeah you know, like like it's just hard to believe i'm like so you went through the wreckage and you got off every one of them now now Ralph, i know you're very forgiving so i'm gonna ask you this no i think i'm gonna know the answer how did you feel about you know did you feel that some of this stuff was rushed that some of the ideas that they wanted to introduce or some of the the, the plot points were was rushed i felt like it was rushed but i don't know i know you're a little more forgiving than i am so yes to everything but you weren't expecting that huh nah yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no actually uh let's see I thought it was. It, I thought the movie progressed pretty well. I sort of, yeah. And then, I wow, just, he is forgiving. I told you. <laughs> <laughs> you I mean, just you just caused my team to fight each other. Let's join up together. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I thought it, it worked pretty well, and then especially the introduction of Vision and all that. It was it was pretty good. Yeah. That, well, that whole Vision thing though confuses me. Again, I don't want to give too much away, but considering what he was mostly composed of, uh, and he, but he was like ninety something percent of of a villain. 
but yet somehow he no, was they, still all good. They erased, they erased everything. They didn't erase everything. They did. No. Yeah, they did. Mm-mm. They did. No. They I did can't wait not. to get the Blu-ray so we can decide <laughs> this. They <laughs> did not erase everything. They had to. They had to erase in order to re-upload Jarvis's consciousness. Mm-mm. Yes. No. Yes. Okay, okay. You'll okay. all see it in the theater, uh-huh. and you'll have the same <laughs> questions I had. All right. Now to ratings. <laughs> That's my line. I know. I'm stealing it. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Ratings. Avengers, Age of Ultron. I what's funny is right now, if you think you know the ratings, you should press pause on your on this podcast and write down what you think each of us are gonna say. That's what I'm that's what, don't press pause because you'll forget to unpause it. Oh whatever. And you don't want to miss any more of my gold. Oh <laughs> go more like a golden shower. Ralph, what you got? Age of Ultron <laughs> ratings. I give Age of Ultron nine of Liquor that is not meant for mortal men from Thor's flask out of 10. All right. All right. Which Captain America apparently likes a lot because he was drinking some of that. Captain America could throw him back. (laughs) Mike? Um, I give it eight. Ultron had no strings, but I felt like he was pulling my leg out of 10. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to give it eight and a half. If you put it in an elevator, can you lift the hammer? Out of 10. (laughs) Because the elevator is worthy. Uh. <laughs> All right, so there you have it. Avengers Age of Ultron, following the the way people feel about sequels, it was okay. It was bad. Actually, it was better than okay. But we'll talk more about that later on. And we'll be back with more. Meanwhile, 22 pages later, after I finally get a piece of pizza, because I'm fucking hungry. Pizza, pizza. Is it a Pizza Hut commercial? Shut up. Avoid the noise. That's, that, that's not even Pizza Hut. So you've watched Daredevil twice? Sure, you're going to pass judgment, Mr. I Love Barbed Wire. Hey, Grumpy Oldman, we're recording a commercial here. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're just mad because we're not talking about your all-time favorite movie, Tomcats. Isn't that only watched by 12-year-old girls? Ralph is a 12-year-old girl. Have you not seen him? Hey, that's a good movie. Yeah, sure. <laughs> hey, guys, this is The Cap here with Mike the Finance Guy and Ralph the Tech inviting you to join the conversation from the show. We know you love Doctor Who, superheroes and their villains, gaming and TV and movie watching, but you need some very honest reviews from some very funny guys. So why don't you join in the conversation? Check out our Facebook page where you can like it and even leave a comment. And if you want to share it with your friends, our podcast is located on iTunes and also on SoundCloud. Because you hear what they say, great comic book debates are better in numbers. Now back to the show. All right, welcome back to the second half of Meanwhile, 22 pages later. Now it's time to take off the gloves, get into the gladiator ring, and begin with the M22 Battle Royale. Where's the bell? Do we have a bell? Do we have a bell? Yes, we do. Holy hell. Do you you want us to set that over? No. No. (laughs) Okay. All right. All right. I don't want to hear you twice. Oh. <laughs> Motherfucker, I barely want to hear you once. Are you serious? <laughs> <laughs> the only reason you're on the show is because we got to fill a black quota. <laughs> and an interesting quota, too. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. All right, so nice. let's go on to our panelists now. Sorry. All right. Uh, everybody Ralph. wondering that uh, Ralph and Cap are sharing a mic and the girls are fighting up a storm. <laughs> <laughs> Me, it's my turn. <laughs> he can't take me this close. I'm just making oh. sure. Oh, <laughs> oh cap, nice cap. Very nice. All right, all right. So let's get let's get right to it. Let's get into um, the panel, and then we'll talk about the subject. All right, our first panelist. Um, cap is in deep now. Shit it. <laughs> our first panelist is a Superman enthusiast and also the host of the Nerd with the Word podcast. Please give it up for 
Jazz. Hi, everybody. I'm on Team Cap, by the way, as far as the mic goes. Um, <laughs> I want to do a special shout out to um, Kevin, not not um, the, this Kevin right here, but another Kevin who um, in, uh, took my shift at work in exchange for $30 and some wildly sexual favors. Wow. <laughs> Wait, sexual wow. favors that you're giving out? <laughs> Okay, didn't think that, <laughs> well, that was quiet. Didn't think about that plan all the way through, bro. That's I got you back. I got you back, bro. <laughs> all right, our second panelist is a surprise person. I didn't even think he'd be here. <laughs> He's the first time to the podcast. Hey, and... Ralph is here all the time. Oh. <laughs> Here's a very fuck subjective you. term. Oh, fuck, fuck me. <laughs> oh, fuck him. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, not only is our, uh, the person that I'm introducing next is the first time to the podcast, he finally listened to it. He actually knows what the hell we're going to talk yes, about. Yes. So please God. give it up for Super Gabe. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. All my comrades. Thank you, Cap and uh, MFG. You guys are cool. I'm ready to get uh, get this started, man. He didn't say Ralph the Tech is cool. Hell no. He did not. <laughs> Ralph, you know Fuck I love you, you dog. There we go. Uh, <laughs> Ralph, I'll make it up to you later. Tonight. Wow. In the bedroom. Like a sexual favorite that Jazz is talking about. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All right. And last but certainly not least is our Can we uh, just start? I have already seen that guy before. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you know that he said he's seen this guy before, then you know that he's been on the show more times than anybody who's been on Meanwhile Twenty Two. Please give it up for Big Gov. <laughs> <laughs> the intro music closing. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> MFG, say that off the air if you're, yeah, if you're feeling lucky. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'll say it once you leave. <laughs> wow. Wow. That is the Debo effect. <laughs> All right. So the Debo effect. Oh God. <laughs> Debo coming. Debo coming. It, it took a little while for that to happen. All right. So um, today's battle royale is going to be something that we always argue about, no matter where we go, whether it's myself and Mike or uh, me and Ralph. Anytime you talk to any um, superhero enthusiast. You always talk about who's the better hero. Thor or the Hulk? No. The prequels versus the original trilogy? No. Anybody else? Jack Bauer Please? versus MacGyver? Oh, God, no. <laughs> well, the Pope versus God. Right? Superman versus Batman, God damn it. Oh, <laughs> and oh, especially with the movie. Oh, that, we're talking about that? <laughs> so oh, You geez. told me we were going to Red Lobster. <laughs> First of all, I must say MacGyver for sure. You know. Really? Are you bit, serious? Man. Yes, why not? <laughs> what, MacGyver versus Jack Bauer? Yeah. Oh, easy. With all the crafty escapes that MacGyver will do, is just another way, another way and of tools that Jack Bauer could use to dismember him. But MacGyver <laughs> could do the same thing too. Though. Okay. Okay. Right, everybody, join us on the next episode of Meanwhile Twenty Two, where we actually, <laughs> where we <laughs> actually will discuss just a little taste, little play, the end, play the end music. He can't okay. find a thing. <laughs> <laughs> all right. All right. So let's get with the battle royal. Bottom line is, people always want to talk about Superman and Batman because people will always go back and forth about who is the better hero. Now, there's many ways that you can determine um, that title. So here at the battle royal, we're going to throw out some questions. Me, um, we being Mike, Ralph, and I, and we're going to throw out questions about Superman and Batman and see how they size up against each other and against um, all the characters in DC. I'm going to throw out the first question. Now, before we've done the battle world where it's very turn-based, where we say one person goes, then the next person goes. No, 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 no. Mike said, fuck that. There we go. Thank you, Mike. <laughs> I, I thought I shortened whatever he was about to say that I would say. Yeah, so basically. <laughs> Mike, short-winded? That's a bitch. <laughs> I'm very concise. <laughs> it's a very yeah, okay. Let me tell you about that. <laughs> <laughs> so basically what we're going to do is um, either myself Mike or Ralph are going to throw out a question and whoever wants to answer, answer. We would like all three people to answer, 
but there's not going to be any order. You want to answer, you jump right in. You want to wait until the next person finishes, chaos. that's fine also. Yeah, chaos, exactly. Because Mike has said, it's too civilized, you know? There's no blood and guts. I don't have anything to clean up afterwards. Of course not. Of course not. Too civilized. <laughs> if the peasants aren't fighting, I'm not interested. I killed wow. the guy on the way over here. Don't worry about it. So you say, let them have cake. You throw the cake and put them in a pit, right? So they can I'm not over. giving them my damn cake. <laughs> For the record, I walked over three tougher guys on my way here than the ones here. Oh, wow. Oh, okay. A Girl Scout troop? <laughs> uh, Mike's Girl Scout cookies. <laughs> They're made from real Girl Scouts. Oh. Shout nice. out to Black Doom. <laughs> Shout out to Black Doom, definitely. All I right, love so, Girl Scout cookies. What the hell is wrong with you all? <laughs> all right, so let me throw out the first question. All right. For decades, comic book readers and movie lovers alike have debated who's a better hero, Superman or Batman. But my question is, which is the better alter ego, Clark Kent or Bruce Wayne? And on top of that, which alter ego is more relatable to the common reader? Well, I'm pretty sure we could all relate to billionaires, right, guys? <laughs> <laughs> I can. Nice, Chaz. Yes. Very, very nice. Very, very yeah, nice. but not all of us are hillbillies either. <laughs> Ooh, that's hey, I'm from Queens. I am no hillbilly. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would, I would, I would definitely have to say, um, as my name being Super Gabe, uh, Superman is definitely my boy. But I think uh, the Super better Gabe only but, calls himself Super Gabe. No one else does. <laughs> MFG, please, please. We talked about this before the podcast aired. Okay, can we, can we not? I don't want to argue on the mic. That's all you said. That's right. <laughs> Listen, no family business here. Thank Sorry. you, Super Gabe. Uh, Super Gabe. The point. Get to it. Let's go. <laughs> Sorry for hanging around Mike too long. Um, wow! Oh my God! I think Bruce. I think Bruce Wayne is the better alter ego in a sense because if you, if you if you tackle any guy who's wearing a mask, I mean, come on. The fact is, like, he's a he is a billionaire. So compared to like, why would a billionaire spend his nights, you know, pretty much being a vigilante trying to save his city? I mean, you can't really tie those two together like that. I mean, of course, of course, I think one of the best alter egos is probably maybe Matt Murdock as Daredevil because he's blind. Um, but other than that, I think Bruce you really Wayne probably, call that blind. It's got like sonar. Well, Vision. in everybody else's, uh, you know, all the people who don't know him personally know that he has sonar vision. Is going to assume he's just a blind man who's a lawyer. They're not going to assume like, oh, he has radar stuff too, unless he tells them that. Dude, there's some people's vision who I wish I could take and give it to Matt Murdock. So to get back, to, <laughs> to, that took a while. So, I was like, what? <laughs> to get back to the point, then. So everybody here who seems to be quiet is good that. Bruce Wayne is a better alter yeah, ego with me? No, 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 no. Clark Kent's a better alter ego. You guys are awfully fucking quiet. <laughs> Dude, Bruce Wayne. I mean, billionaire, playboy, yeah. genius. Because uh, we all live that lifestyle? No, no. We're talking about what we're talking about better alter ego. Okay, I haven't got to alter relatable ego. alter ego. Dude, we're talking oh, about better okay. alter ego. Just better. I think Why Bruce is Wayne is better. better. Who? Why is Clark Kent not better? He's a fucking hillbilly. Well, no. no well, who's no, going to no, suspect no, no, the hillbilly no. of being Superman? It, the reason why I don't think I don't think that Clark is necessarily a better alter ego because I think, in a sense, it's like just being just logical, man. Glasses, no glasses. I mean, that's something I've always had a conflict about. Regardless, I mean, it's just oh, it's definitely a problem. Unless it's the commentary that we're evidently really stupid. He has no <laughs> depth. Clark, Clark has no depth. He's the fake Steve Rogers in the sense of you can expect them to be uber vanilla and. You know, just do the right thing each and every single time. Whereas Bruce struggles with things, and that's more wait, wait, relatable. Wait, wait, time, time. Are we still talking about better alter ego? Or are we talking about Clark Kent most relatable alter alter ego in in terms of things that you can relate to? I mean, Clark Kent does everything right, so it's like is Clark Kent Superman or is Superman Superman? Mm, I don't know if I agree with that one. Because <laughs> um, I mean, it's going back to what you're saying about the whole um, Clark Kent, because you said um, Kev, you said something about Clark Kent being. Um, 
I get so too perfect to vanilla. Yeah. But wouldn't you want, because Superman is the icon, one of the icons yes. of DC. Wouldn't you want one character to be the ideal person, to be the person that you can kind of say, wow, that's who I would want my kids to that's watch. That's what Superman yeah. is for. Can Clark please cheat on Lois once? Like, what the hell? <laughs> that's assuming that he's had sex with Lois. <laughs> Think about that's, it. That's true. Yeah, that's true. He, he can knock her out the box, literally. Figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Nice, Cap. Nice. Yeah, I had that. Very, very, very nice. So, so, okay, so you guys are saying that Bruce Wayne... Is the better alter ego by but, far? If but, you were thinking, about, if you were talking about like lifestyle to lead, yes, pretty, pretty much we can all more or less agree here. Everybody would want to be a billionaire playboy. That would be the more comfortable lifestyle. Even I'm a playboy. Though, even, I just don't have the billions. <laughs> there you go. There you go. All right. Even, even though that, like um, Clark Kent, he doesn't have to worry about stuff like because he doesn't need stuff like money and food. Like the rest of us, he doesn't need that. He doesn't have to worry about wealth. For us, if we had to choose of living the life of Bruce Wayne or um, Clark Kent as the alter ego, well. The better one, I mean, it's because dealing with, um, if I could live one of the lives. It'd be, I'd rather live the billionaire playboy life. What are we talking about here? Would what, be, who would not want to be a billionaire would, would in this be. room? Please raise your hand so I can whose smack parents, it down. Whose parents are dead. But, yeah, but then we're saying, but we're saying that, because like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm turning into two different things. We're talking about, I'm talking about better alter ego and, um, and the one that's relatable. I think Clark Kent is re- more relatable. No, and, and I agree with you. Uh, than, Bruce Wayne is more like makes sense in the sense of like because his character wears a max. That's only the reason why because he's a billionaire playboy. All of a sudden, going vigilante. But we're talking about most relatable. I mean, anybody can deal with insecurities or being not really feel like seen or feel like they have potential. All these different things. He lives a mild mannered life. For those of you and that I didn't think, notice, Gabe just clapped his hands. It's about to get real. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is with the, the Clark Kent versus Bruce Wayne for me is just when I think of the two characters, they're both faking it. But Bruce seems a little bit more realistic of a person, only because you know Clark Kent is just so golly gee, you know, of a character. Um, and that and that's not real. There's not people who are golly gee. It's just that but from an well, name from it, five. No, no, I'm just saying. But from an urban environment, it's not that believable. But even I mean, I've lived in small towns. It just doesn't happen like that. Okay. Because even small town people, then they're just kind of like you know, I was fucking my sister, you know. <laughs> what? And and Clark probably is. <laughs> since she's the only, since she's the only one that can take it. <laughs> oh, he's fucking the closest person. Wow. 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 I got to be with Cap on that one. Oh, over the edge. Over the, the edge gong. Over, over the edge gong. <laughs> wow. Uh, now, I get, the one thing that I like about uh, Clark and Bing Bath, I mean, uh, probably maybe later in the uh, the show, we can kind of talk about his relationship with Lois and stuff like that, cause, which I believe they should never get married. I just don't. Never, never agree with that one bit. I like the fact that, like, you know, the idea of, of pining for someone and not really getting them and them always looking at somebody else. Well, essentially it is him, but, you know, in the sense of not feeling like adequate or the job, I feel like he can't really speak up or kind of like, I don't know. I like the, the, the fact that Clark Kent has to deal with everyday life or he chooses to do that like everybody else. But, you know, Bruce Wayne in a sense is like, I mean, he has millions. So, I mean, it's like. Correction, sir. Billions. Billions. <laughs> Thank you, Big Kev. And you know Bruce, you, you know you Bruce Wayne has fucked Lois Lane. <laughs> <laughs> First date. <laughs> I've got a secret, Clark. <laughs> oh, God. I'm going to Justice League. Come here, Lois. <laughs> so, tell me, do you bleed? 
cheated. Oh, oh. oh. that's a good transition for the next question. Yes, and please. Jazz gets the gong. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow, Jazz. Wow. All right. Moving on to our next question is MFG Mike the Finance Guy. Wow, that was pretty tough. Yeah. All right. In the funny pages, Superman has ranged from non-flying hero that struggled with stopping an out-of-control locomotive all the way to a godlike asshole with multiple personality disorder, his Clark Kent, Kal-El, and Superman personas, capable of pushing entire planets around the universe without working up a sweat. Meanwhile, Batman has run the gamut of being a gun-toting, adventure-loving detective that assisted the police all the way to a hostile, paranoid, pain-inflicting, megalomaniacal dick that can take down Superman and Darkseid without sustaining injury. <laughs> so, favorite part. <laughs> I mean, he has. So, love him or hate him, what components make up the Superman or Batman in your mind? Wow. And he said he's not long-winded. <laughs> hey, I get through it all right. <laughs> Big Kev, that was just one question from him. One question. I heard like four. <laughs> there was one question. So, what is it? I mean, it's I mean, it's not either or of those two options, but I'm just like saying that taking out all the different variety of power levels we've seen and or craziness that we've seen with our characters, what is the character for you guys? Check it out. So, it's like this, right? So, Superman in my eyes, and this is my opinion, I obviously could be wrong. Um, you might be. I'll tell you. <laughs> go ahead, Kevin. I got Ralph back. Tech, can I get a few, please? Fuck you. There you, go. <laughs> you know, Superman is like all the Dominicans are together now. <laughs> Mike, let the guy what? finish. Let the guy finish. Come you, on, Big Kev. You will get stabbed today. <laughs> please do it. You'll be doing all, all us a favor. <laughs> oh man, like Kev. So you know, it's the idea. I mean, I, I took the good out of that question. Basically, you know, what is it that you? see in each character and i see you know superman as us being mortal mere humans as a guy who is god in human form basically you know he can he has immense power immense abilities and you know even if you know a little green rock is his downfall you know it, it he he's overall you know just the supreme being in a human form right but the supreme being i mean and even saying that he has power but the question is so then are you fine with him barely stopping a locomotive or are you fine with him moving things around the galaxy like, i'm just trying to define like in other words where do you just go okay i've drawn the line that you've gone over it now with or, the character or, 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 or just to kind of add maybe where's the point where you say oh that's not superman or, right that's, that's what i'm that's Batman. my question where's yeah. the line like okay this is fine for this character this character should be like this because they have so many different versions. I prefer him moving galaxies as opposed to struggling with tall leaps in a single bond. Get the fuck out of here. Like, okay. So then you, you know, you really, that I watch Smallville reruns. Right. So then you fuck really that. do want a godlike Superman. I mean, what would be the purpose of having a guy? I mean, I'd rather go read Marvel heroes. You know, like, I, I, DC, my DC heroes are like on an elevated plane. My Marvel heroes are the guys I can relate to. Yeah. You well, know, that's, yeah, that's my problem with DC heroes that they're always the ultimate of whatever they are, but that's a whole other thing. Wait, are, are you suggesting that Superman is not relatable? Ideally, he is. In actuality, he isn't. No, nah, he's not. I don't even find him ideally relatable. I mean, because look, he, I mean, he's something that you want here, to hear my point out to, real quick. but he's here, not relatable. Hear my point out real quick. It's everything you wish you could do. Like me, I've always wished I could fly. I mean, even playing basketball when I was young, I tried to jump the highest just to know what being in air for a suspended amount of time felt like. You know, Nepal, we are apologize for that earthquake now. <laughs> Damn. Oh. Oh, God. He's going to get me off the air. He's going to get me off the air. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's the line that's going to knock us off the air. Yeah, that and, that and Not the black quota? No. Not that I was, was going to say, and John, but okay. Oh. No, but, you know, he's a guy that you 
things we can't do, you look at and say, wow, I wish I could do that, you know? Like, I just wish I had red bean vision so I could do better barbecue. You know I don't, but in that, in that sense, I don't think that's the point of Superman. That's just, we're just talking about just his abilities. I think, in a sense, it's more so his character is what it represents. So, in a sense, it's or his compassion for people. The fact of, like, you know, having that power responsibility, he's doing something with it. Because even then, um, like, I've never been really... My line is kind of the pushing the planets thing. I don't really like that too much. I like him kind of at least struggling with the locomotive a little bit. I really do. I really do. I mean, again, I just gave those as extremes. It could be anything in the middle or whatever. Um, But I personally agree with uh, I don't like him that extreme because, again, going back to what Kev was saying is that he could still be doing these incredible things. Like, in other words, there is no human being that can push a locomotive. So he already is well beyond any of us. Yeah. There are human I, beings I, that can pull locomotives. I, I can push a locomotive. Just put that bitch on neutral. I got it. <laughs> <laughs> nice. No, but nice. What, I'm, what I'm saying, though, is that, again, that's just an example. Okay, or well, how about lifting an entire building? In other words, Been personally, for me, that. for me, Superman, once he reaches like levels of being able to manipulate galaxies, yeah. it just takes the fun out of him. Because then he's not a superhero anymore. He's just, I don't yeah. even know what he is. I just got a little bit confused with the question when you asked what components make up Superman and Batman. In other words, my question is, when you think of your Superman, when you think of your Batman, in other words, should Batman have all of Tony Stark's technology? Or do you like Batman being a simple detective? In other words, my question is, what is your personal Batman? What is your personal Superman? What are his limits? What is his personality? Is he crazy? Should Superman be angrier? Should he have a personality? Should he be a Boy Scout? Et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. What is Superman? What's Batman for you? I mean, the whole thing with me, Superman is the ultimate symbol of being more than you can be. When I look up, when I look, what the reason why I look up to heroes and superheroes, the ones that have powers, it's being more than just um, the mere man. It's being better than yourself. They do what is right yeah. with no other reason, simply because it is the right thing to do. Yeah. That is why they do it. That is why I look up to Superman and people, others, you can say like Captain America or whatever. They're a symbol of simply just being more than yourself, of taking right. the high road. Right, that's fine. But there's lots of people that do better and they do the right things. Should they be looking down your nose at you? Do you want your Superman to be haughty? That, in other words, I'm trying to get, what is your Superman? Well, I want my, I want my Superman to be compassionate. And I think uh, I want my uh, Superman to put, him, uh, put other people's needs before others. Basically, the Superman that is willing to actually sacrifice his life for the good of the people. I think, that, I think Superman really truthfully is a messianic figure. And I think he's always, I think he was, I don't think he's intentionally supposed to be that. I think because, you know, he was created in 1938 by, you know, uh, Jerry Siegel and Joe Schuster. Um, and I don't think they were intending him to be kind of that sense. Because even if you go back, it's amazing. It was, uh, he was written as a guy to kind of fight tyranny and social injustice. And one of the things is uh, Siegel's father actually, uh, a year before Superman was created in 1933, um, he was actually, his father was killed in an armed robbery in 1932. And so it's kind of ironic that a year later, his son makes a figure who's bulletproof. Um, and they wow. Kind of okay. So wow. there's, there's, there's a whole there's a whole web of kind of what goes on, and you know, and they you know being Jewish boys who grew up in Cleveland, they were bullied right. all the time too as well. So having that on top of the other thing is like Superman began to evolve into this character. It's like we need someone to fight for us. We need someone who's going to be there for the people, who's able to willing to put himself above everything else and to put himself above everything else and say no matter. I have a social duty and responsibility because of what my parents, my earthly parents have instilled in me who took me up when I was like nobody, when I was a, a foreigner, when I was an alien, when I didn't even belong here, when I'm literally the last of my kind, you know, before, you know, the intro introduced, you know, care and all that kind of stuff. But 
being the fact that I'm the last of my kind, I don't know where I came from, but I'm trying to make sense of this world and I'm to- completely different from everybody else. So Superman right. is essentially is the, like uh, the ultimate outcast. Right. He's also, yeah. I mean, he's also, he is the immigrant that has come to America and has proven that he's here to do good, not an immigrant that's come to America to just take your job and create crime. So he's also a very positive role image of what they were trying to say back in that time period. Okay. I think yeah. the latter of that statement is Mike taking a subliminal shot at us. <laughs> <laughs> really? I didn't even realize that. <laughs> and Ralph agrees, I guess. I guess so. <laughs> I'm gonna cut you up, I say. Okay. So, I mean, I mean, like S- Superman. It, it's that. It's that notion of he's like. I mean, when you when you. I mean, I said earlier that if you think Superman's not relatable, I completely disagree. I mean, yes, he is. He is, of course, the godlike being with the powers. But like for anybody, like growing up, growing up in my younger years and my teenage years, I I didn't fit in. I for felt, the record, I said Clark Kent, not Superman. I think that might have been a different point, but I can't relate to hillbillies. Remember, that's all I kept saying out of my mouth the last one. <laughs> hillbilly, 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 hillbilly. Big. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> but like, wow, was that a Clark, banjo? What is Clark doing in those fields? <laughs> <laughs> Jazz, you were saying, sir. But um, growing up, as I didn't really fit in, I didn't know where my place was and sort of what that was like, where I belonged. And I mean, that's you that. belong on me well 22 pages later. And wow. yes. here you are. That's beautiful. Yes, That's beautiful. I, I've okay. joined the Justice League. That is, meanwhile, 22 <laughs> pages later. Um, but that, like, that's what Superman is. I mean, yes, I mean, a lot of people, they, when they think about who's more relatable, they relate towards Batman because he's human. But Superman also has that. I mean, he is a complete alien. I'm not just saying he's just from outer space. He is alone. He does not know where he belongs. And a lot of people growing up can relate to that. And yeah. they look to Superman. It's like, this person came from this and he made the most out of it and look where he went look what he became look what a guy that doesn't need to eat drink or sleep and is invulnerable and can't be harmed by anything in the world managed to do with himself that poor <laughs> schlub but before we go into that batman all right now piggybacking off of what jazz was saying mm-hmm. for me personally batman is very relatable because oh wait, i'm sorry we're not on the relatable question i yeah. want to know who is who's your, your ideal batman? batman who's your batman is he crazy okay. is he not crazy is See, he nice the is he question was written one way and now you're explaining it another the way the question was written exactly the way i asked so it. me and gabe agreed for no reason other than the no, fact but, that no we, we agree big kev we all right agree. thank you the, the question says what components make up superman and batman how we interpret that is up to us Fuck you. There you go. Thank you, Jazz. What components make him up? Is he a good guy, a bad guy? Is he crazy? Is Mike officially in the debate so we can jump him? Are you trying? Can we jump him? Question answered. Can can we jump him now? (laughs) (laughs) All right, thank you. Let's let's get some order. The question on the table is what components make up Batman? What is your ideal Batman? Like you said before, is. Batman, the Iron Man, should he have all the gadgets? Or is Batman essentially a great detective and you don't need to have all the gadgets? That kind of feel. All right. Batman needs to have a bit of both. He needs to be the detective and he needs to be the guy with the weapons because one doesn't go without the other. In the earlier iterations of Batman, obviously it was all detective work and, you know, the gadgets, even though they were semi-advanced, it wasn't anything too crazy. Obviously, as we as a society progress and technology evolves... So should it be in our fictional world that we know and love? My question is: Should he be the guy with the with the, with the little boy as the side? He should be the goddamn Batman. So, <laughs> oh my god, he should be the Batman. I don't. Yeah, I've never. As much as I like Robin, I just you know I feel like I don't know Batman with a side. RT Square jump in anytime. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen here. If you had, if you went straight to Nightwing and forget about Robin, then fine. Because then 
Nightwing is more like a like a team up partner that he just comes to Batman whenever he needs help, you know. And vice versa. And vice versa, yes. But instead of just having him grow up as Batman's sidekick, uh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I agree with Ralph on that one. Yeah. What about you, Jazz? How, what's your ideal Batman? I would say um, that's not Robin, but uh, my <laughs> ideal, my uh, my ideal Batman. It's, I mean, like. I, I was kind of explaining this off air, but sometimes when I think about the low road and the high road, the high road is Superman. The low road, that would be Batman. Like Batman, like what I'm, what I like about Batman is he's the, the dark one. He is the embodiment of a nightmare. He is like I remember in the beginning of the Dark Knight um, when you see the two thugs on the street, you see the bat symbol. One person says I'm out, and the other person says Are you kidding? You have more chance of running the Powerball than running into him. People are. <laughs> terrified to even pick somebody's pocket because that dude will show up, break every vertebrae in your spine and send you to therapy for the rest of your life if you dare cross Batman. So you like a psychotic megalomania Batman. I mean, again, I'm not saying it's wrong. I'm, that's been my question. Right. In other words, like for me, first, I like a kinder Batman. In other words, one that's a detective that's there to stop crime, not just inflict pain. You like? Do you, you like know? the Justice League Batman or do you like Batman the Animated Series? Because those are both a little bit kinder. Animated series. Animated series. Exactly. Okay. Right. Pussy. He stops crime, but he... You know, there's, the there's, uh, there's no need to go around beating up people that you don't have to. Hey, you know, Cap, you have uh, the, the Cottonelle over here? Because uh, I, I smell a softy over <laughs> no, here. No, 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 no. I, I, I kind of agree with, with the whole idea of you can inf- you can inflict fear without having to break somebody's leg. I do think that you should, no, be, no, able no, to, uh, and I, you and should I, be able to go there. You should be able to go there. Yeah. Oh, I have no problem with him needing to. Yeah. But, but that shouldn't be his first stop. That shouldn't be his first. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm saying I don't want him to show up, rip somebody's garment off somebody's arm off and because he cut somebody in line i like that he will go there if he has to but i do like yeah he'll show up and he'll just stop the crime but if he needs to he's prepared to go there he won't kill but if you happen to die while he's doing his thing that's okay wow. I, 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 I like <laughs> wow. I, I i like my batman afflicting little pain I, I i do i do man i mean i second that i i, I do I, I i think it kind of brings it it brings a different kind of hero to the table whether it be my ideo- ideology or anybody else because it's a nice contrast like you know it's a nice thing that like you have uh, a batman who's willing to push a line so if you have like a for example the batman superman movie come up or uh cartoon or comic or anything like that there's a little conflict because you know superman's kind of like well this is kind of the line the batman's like no 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 lines Lance here. Yeah. You know, it's kind of like, I like no, 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 no. It's, it's, it's here. And it's like, no, no, no. It's here. There's a reason why in either print or animated form, Batman is the only Justice Leaguer that can whisper in the villain's ear and get all the information needed. I got it. Yeah. That the reason why? Because when in doubt, he will beat the living flames out of you. He well, will, and, thing, and you know, and they know that. You know, one thing I like to like, I I have not read the Dark Knight Returns yet, but I've seen the two-part <gasps> animated movie. <laughs> hold on, How hold on, dare hold, on. So. No, hold on, what? hold on, hold on. <laughs> but to, like one one of my best parts is some of the dialogue that Batman gets in that movie, which I hope is taken out of the um, comic book. Some of it. Um, I like it when in the fight when he's he's fighting Superman. And it's right um, in the movie. It's when he plugs into the power supply and he's grabbing him and he's shocking him. And he says, they only want me gone because I'm an embarrassment because I do what they can't. What kind of authority is that? I mean, that's, that's, that's Batman. He will, he's willing to do what other, like he, he has his own lines that he won't cross, but he will do what it takes. Even when people like Superman go like, dude, (laughs) Batman will do it. Yeah. All right. All right. Mm -hmm. Good. Well done. Ralph. All right. My question on like, Mike's is very short. 
<laughs> has Superman become too powerful? Has Batman's intelligence become unbelievable? Almost sounds like my question. <laughs> no. Yes and yes. It is not your question. <laughs> see, you see how easily he answered my question? He say, could have answered mine too. <laughs> I would say yes and no. But to which ones? I would say yes, Superman has become too powerful. And um, yeah, for the second question, I'll probably say maybe. Um, I like I like Batman having an intellect. You know like what? A, you a, might have swayed my opinion because my thing is this: if Lex Luger can be one of the smartest guys, why can't Bruce Wayne? Yeah, I don't understand why Bruce Wayne couldn't be. It's, especially if Iron Man could be one of the smartest guys too. I mean, I don't know. I just I just I don't, I don't see why Batman can't have it. Like You've a heard it here, everybody. Iron Man will be in the Batman v Superman. <laughs> it has been confirmed here. Meanwhile, twenty two pages later, I I say no and no. As long as there's a challenge to present, I don't care. As long as as long as. I mean, as long as there's a challenge to present to Superman or to Batman, I don't care how strong or smart they are as long as there's a challenge. See, but here's the thing, though, and it's one of the things I do agree with MFG. At some point, you kind of have to put limits. If not, you're going to put the villain, the villains out of business. Yeah. It's like, well, we're going to think of a crime. Haha, too late. I already thought 10 steps ahead of you. Crime yeah. stopped. Like, well, if, if, what are we doing? if it's stuff like that, if you're going that far, then it's a bit too much. But well, as long as there's a challenge to present itself and it's not like, I've already thought of everything you could possibly do. Then it's just. I think when you present villains or anything like that, I think it's nice to have. If you don't know what the heroes are capable of, capable of, it's nice to see them rise to the occasion. I think that's the kind of thing. Like you know, kind of like if Superman is going to be powerful or kind of recognize the power he didn't had, is nice. It's kind of more like a one-time thing because of adrenaline or because of need or something like that. But have it, have him have it all the time, or just kind of, I don't know. I just think it's just I don't I don't like him being that powerful. So it's hard out here for these villains, man. Well, I mean, <laughs> <laughs> well, the thing with Batman, especially now, I mean, he's becoming so mech-oriented that. He basically is now the Tony Stark of the Batman world and in the superhero world. But my question, I mean, is that do we like? Oh, that? I'm sorry, because I mean, Marvel can never be too iridium based. No, I, I guess that's what I'm talking about. Batman is but not the only character in the DC universe. I mean, he's Batman. I mean, he's at what point does Batman just become Batman versus Batman trying to be Batman everything is an entity. he is? Oh, but that's, I mean, it's an interesting point. I mean, I don't agree with it, but like I said, that's what we're here about. That's so that's opinion. what you're which entitled was, to it, and you're entitled well, to well, that was my up. question from the last time, which is what makes up your damn Batman? <laughs> and Batman it's only slowly getting my, answered. My, okay, and now my, moving on to the Caps question. <laughs> uh, see, he wanted blood, now he's got to clean it up. I don't mind the blood, <laughs> I <sorry>. want answers. <laughs> Where were the other drugs going? <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Batman and Superman have worn many costume variations that improve the look of their character for however long he wore it, in your opinion. Which has been the best costume for both characters? And then ask yourself, what's been the best overall character, the best overall costume between the two? Superman. So the best, no, the best, first. <laughs> <laughs> what's the best Superman costume you've ever seen? I mean, like. Are you classic? Are you no briefs? Are you briefs? Are you um, you Boxers. know, electric electric Superman? When, when he went oh. uh, are you Superman with the black uh, with the black and red S? You know, like Ooh. which one is your favorite? Which Batman costume ah. is your favorite? And then Ooh. pick out of all of those, who's better? <laughs> well, I can I can I'll finish I'll get my exact favorites in a second. But the reason why that I jumped to Superman is because they we've seen so many different iterations. But because of that symbol. That is one of the most, if not the most, most recognized symbol in pop culture. Because of just... In the world. Because, <laughs> in the world. Because of that, it's, it's goddamn fucking super... Forget, but like, Jazz it, language. It's Superman. 
It just slipped out. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> okay, you got it. Uh, it's, it's That's su- what he it's, told it's, her. It's, Let the record show that Jazz is pointing at a Nightwing shirt. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I am wearing... The most recognizable symbol in the room. <laughs> hey, everybody. I'm Nightwing. I'm here to save... Who the hell are you? Uh, no, but it's like... I mean, we've all seen great comics... Um, great iterations, mm-hmm. amazing looks. I mean, Batman has fantastic looks. But you talk about Batman Beyond, the Batwing suit that uh, MFG has shown me, the one from Dark Knight Returns, like um, the mech suit. They all look great, but just because of Superman's symbol, just because of that and what it means and what it stands for. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> you gotta be fucking kidding me. I am not fucking kidding you. Dude, <laughs> seriously, that symbol. Yes, Dude, stop that it. symbol. Stop it. The it's bat, a powerful symbol. The bat sign is just as... um. I, I, you know what? I put it higher than Superman's for the simple reason that... Whoa. 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 Okay. It's on Gap t-shirts, bitches. Get <laughs> <laughs> the fuck out of here. Don't try to tell me. Oh, no, it's not. Go, go to the Gap and find a Superman logo. I dare you. So, so let me ask you, what's your favorite Batman costume? Um, are you are in print? Returns in print. It's uh, the JLA Cyberforce one. Uh, I got the wow. artist name here, Doug Manheek. Why do you know? how do you spell it? How do you say that? I don't know. Just him. Shout the guy. Guys, the name's all consonants. Really, all consonants. No, Doug. I'm sorry. That was a Superman one. The Batman oh, okay. one was, was the Jim Lee one. No, that was not. Okay. Is there the one again, Kevin? Was it Doug Minch? It, yep, might be. Oh, okay. So, uh, so, so what are you saying? That's my favorite Superman one. My nice. favorite Batman one is the Jim Lee one in print. In Special. movies, I mean, Batman has like the first 10 better than Superman. Wait, so you're saying super, uh, Batman's costumes are better than Christopher Reeve's Superman? Better than the Superman? That's the best now? Superman costume was the latest one. The, 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 the um, Man of Steel? The Under Armour one, yeah. Oh. No, I agree. That, no, that, that Chainmail-esque look. Um, the, like, it's inspired. Like, just the costume. Just no, 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 no I'm Just not. because somebody says Man of Steel, don't lose your head. No, no, just no. the costume. No, I agree. Just the costume. I think, I, the, I think the Man of Steel. I love look. It, like I the, think the Man yeah. of Steel uh, costume is probably the best Superman costume I've seen. But do you feel like 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 sometimes um, Superman? Wait, has wait. So let, much me, color? let me let me clarify oh, this. Please, go ahead. Go ahead. Clarify this. Uh, this Man of Steel costume in the upcoming movie, which because of fans being concerned about dark, they brightened it. Actually, um, I would prefer colors, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would prefer it being brighter a little bit more. I mean, I like the little bit of the, of the darker blue. I really do like it. And I like the fact that the way it fits him and forms him. I, I don't know. It just looks really, really cool. It looks really, really cool. I like that the but, material looks like he's going to the NFL Combine. <laughs> I like the fact that the material looks a little alien to me. I, I like that because I feel like it, I don't know, it feels a little bit more. But I mean, obviously, the Christopher Reeve co- uh, costume is. Looks like real life, what real life nanotech would be. Yeah. I, guess. I mean, an interesting thing, though, is that um, the Superman for Man of Steel, his costume is actually brighter. The whole movie is digitally toned down. Mm-hmm. So actually, if you ever watch any clip of what it really looked like, his Superman costume is actually a nice bright blue and oh, red. Oh, I saw that. You're talking about that clip where they play the footage side by side? Yeah, because they're the, showing yeah. the original coloring of the footage. Oh, wow. Yeah. Which they should have gone with. Props to MFG for looking at the extra bonus content. <laughs> nice job. And then I got to say, <laughs> my favorite Batman costume, and I don't care what anybody says, is the 1989 Tim Burton one. Boom! Oh, my God. <laughs> would it if it even if you might think it's impractical whatever it is the coolest looking one ever his fucking neck Are you fucking it don't serious? matter it just look wait, cool wait, I'm do you, about you don't like Clooney's nipples <laughs> <laughs> hey somebody hey, the random somebody shot it not me <laughs> thanks Joe Schumacher <laughs> alright well, hey, I, I, I will say though to, to like, I do like the Man of Steel one as far as I love the Batman Beyond suit the picture you showed me of the Batwing 
um, I mean, I haven't, uh, oh. the, like with the blue symbol, that right. just looks awesome, but I am very excited movie-wise to see, I think, Ben Affleck's Batsuit. That okay. looks okay. That looks cool. awesome. Well, we haven't really seen it, so yes, I know. So it, it, it's <laughs> well, we haven't really seen it. That's right. He's right. I know. Right. Like it may be like it, what we've seen so far. What we've seen, it, it looks ama- cool. it looks amazing. I agree. Jazz is an eye guy. <laughs> he likes the eyes. Uh, <laughs> All right. Now I like real quick, eyes, real quick <laughs> to piggyback off Jazz. I in Arkham City, the video game. I love how the Batman Beyond suit fits him. To me, oh it's yeah. the best costume. Oh my god! In that like, if you see his triceps in that Batman Beyond suit, he looks—he's <laughs> just fucking huge. It's like Batman. Wow! Is this still a male podcast? <laughs> <laughs> it's still a male podcast. Tell Definitely. me you haven't looked. <laughs> as, as you stroke Mike's bicep, really? As I do. As I do. It's the big. <laughs> Mike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> He's being stroked right now. This sounds like a return of the BBC. <laughs> Alrighty. We know that um, for all the different actors that have portrayed Superman and Batman, each yes. one has done something different, whether it's by their choice of direction. So you have now been hired as public relations agent for each superhero. What is the one line slogan for each character version? You can be as kind or as cruel as you like, but be ready to defend your, camp- your campaign catchphrase. Oh. So. Alrighty, I'm just going to mix them up in here. Christopher Reeve, Superman. The compassionate, iconic Superman. Christopher Reeve, by far the best Superman. Don't worry, everyone. Is that your slogan? No, my slogan (laughs) is... uh, Hold up, got it written down. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Can leap all expected power levels in a single bound. (laughs) Don't worry, everybody. When when my fight with the villain destroys the city and I kill him, nobody will make a lie after me. No one will accept another Superman again. (laughs) (laughs) And that is what the Joker sounds like because that's my Superman. (laughs) George Clooney, Batman. Uh, Bat nibbles. Also, shut the hell up, Robin. <laughs> <laughs> He's well, just too cool. Down would... Supergate. <laughs> <laughs> He's just too cool. He'd look at you and swoon everybody. Goofy bats. He, he wasn't actually. He doesn't Bruce care Wayne. if Alfred is dying. Hey, wow. Poor Alfred. Like, Alfred. Clooney, Clooney was an excellent Bruce Wayne. Brandon Wait, Robert, whoa, Brandon, whoa, he said Clooney was an excellent Bruce Wayne. Clooney Bruce, is the real Bruce, life Bruce, Bruce Wayne. Wayne. Think about Not it. Not Batman. Yeah, but he didn't portray that in the movie. He just had to be himself. <laughs> he wasn't himself in the he movie. Wasn't. <laughs> yeah, well, well, wasn't. well. Thank you, Cap. Thank Uma you, Cap. Uma Thurman came in with her pheromones and shit. I mean, who's going to be her, him or herself? Like, come on now. <laughs> come along, Robin. My garden needs tending. <laughs> one of my favorite lines. Well, actually, truth be told, truth be told, George Clooney did say when he portrayed Batman, he portrayed Bruce Wayne as gay. For the role, he did oh, say that's that. A, I didn't know that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. He said that. That was a. That's a. So if you want to look at someone who did it differently, George Clooney did say he'd take the take as Bruce Wayne as gay for the role. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. All right, so, Brandon Ralph, Superman. No, he wasn't gay. It's was just that Robin was his bitch. <laughs> Brandon Ralph is the most powerful Superman. Here's why: I can lift a mountain of motherfucking kryptonite. <laughs> uh, Brandon Ralph, code name Super Weak Man. Wow. Brandon Routh, next on the Jerry Springer Show. (laughs) (laughs) Dirty Laundry. Adam West, Batman. Sharks beware. (laughs) The colorful flamboyant Batman. Adam West, pow, bang, zing. (laughs) (laughs) George Reeves, Superman. Superman quit smoking. Ouch. <laughs> no, 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 no. Seriously, I read that he, he, his affection for his fans was so genuine. He would stop smoking when he knew that kids could see him, and eventually he quit altogether. God bless him. Oh, oh that's nice well, for him because he was the soul. I call him. <laughs> I call him the no alter ego Superman. There you go. 
Uh, before my time, so I have no comment. Before your time. Michael Keaton, Batman. I'm Beetlejuice. I mean, Batman, Batman. I swear, <laughs> I'm Batman. <laughs> the brooding defender of justice. Ooh. Coolest Batman you ever saw. Wow. Wow. I won't even touch that one because it's a lie. <laughs> Dean Kane, Superman. Who? Exactly. <laughs> the rom- romantic Superman or Super Husband. <laughs> Desperate Housewives, Superman. (laughs) (laughs) Val Kilmer, Batman. Shut the hell up, Robin. (laughs) The Bat with Swagger. Also, Dat Badass. (laughs) The Bat with the most psychological issues on screen. (laughs) And off. (laughs) Henry Cavill, Superman. I want to go last. For Henry Cavill? Okay. Humbled Superman. Second best Superman. Take your time, Jazz. A Superman with two Robin dads whose movie reboot will have a bunch of butthurt fanboys whining because it dares show emotion. Double standards for everyone. But my God, what a beefcake. <laughs> <laughs> yes, everybody, when it comes to your Henry Cavill Superman, you too can have double standards when it comes to an action scene. Oh, God. Oh. <laughs> There's someone projecting in that uh, line? <laughs> Yeah, because I was thinking more like, Dear Metropolis and Lois, I like you, but I don't like you like you. (laughs) (laughs) Anyhow, Christian Bale Batman. Hello, Lois. I'm I'm super bad. (laughs) Christian Bale Uh, Batman. Weight of the world, Batman. I am the vengeance. I am the knight. I'm the goddamn Batman. I am Superman's daddy. (laughs) Damn. (laughs) Wow. I'm the goddamn Batman. <laughs> Where's the trigger? You want to dare give it to an ordinary citizen? Where's the trigger? Is it Jazz or Kevin Smith on the podcast? <laughs> I don't know if that would even be a slogan by that point. <laughs> no, I, I think I, I got to say hands down, though. If we're talking about Superman, we all know that Christopher Reeve is like the most iconic Superman of all time. Well, he is. I was watching one of the, um, I was just as a side note, I was watching some of the clips because they were doing the same thing with actually some celebrities and stuff like that. And they were saying, like, oh, who's better, Batman or Superman? And, you know, a good portion did say Batman and some of them had like really mixed Duh. up reason because they were like oh he's cool or like he's relatable because he's like from Earth which I was kind of like mm, he's also a billionaire can a lot of people relate with that I don't really know anyway uh, yeah <laughs> MFG can um, but I, I love the people who did say Superman because one of the things they always got back to is like when I was a kid I saw Christopher Reeve for the first time do it and it was probably one Ew. of the most epic things and they're like they're like I wanted to be like him Everything he did, I want to be like him. And one's cool thing, the uh, I can't remember the actor, the one who played Loki in Thor. Tom Hiddleston. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tom Hiddleston said um, they interviewed him. They're asking about like, oh, Superman, Batman, stuff like that. He's like, I'm gonna have to say Superman. He's like, because one of the things that like I remember seeing Christopher Reeve in the film. But one of the things when I was tackling this role, I was thinking all oh, the old language and the heroic and the capes. Like, how do I deal with that? He's like, first thing I did was I rented Superman, the very first one with Christopher Reeve, and I was like, that's how you do it. That's how you play a hero. And I just think that like it was pretty epic. Quick sidebar, uh, by vote of yes or no, is Loki not the best villain in the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe? Yes. In the Cinematic Universe? So far, yeah. It's not even close, though. Yeah. Th- think about it. I think they tried to make it close with Ultron, and it, Ult- it wasn't. Ult- no, they I mean, didn't. I don't want to go. Then you yeah, we don't go off, but. We don't want to go off. Ultron gave him a good run from his money, but no, Loki still holds that throne. All right. <clears throat> the last and the greatest question of all. How much do you love my- MFG? No, that's not a good question. Oh, oh God. damn it. <laughs> All right. Uh, who would be the better villain, Batman or Superman? 
And would they go for global control or just a regional control? Why are you talking to us in your sexy Barry White voice? Because <laughs> hey, I'm trying don't, to seduce don't. the answers. Out of Why this. is he Ooh, not talking to us? Exactly. <laughs> don't <laughs> stop. Can we like stop this? Ralph, <laughs> could you please ask that question again? again. By all means, By croon all means, some more. Who would be the better villain, Batman or Superman? Ask <laughs> it. Can you just ask it? One more okay. time. <laughs> Jazz, do that on your own time, all right? On your own time. All right, the question's out there. What do you, you guys think? This is easy. I mean... Superman, I agree. Mm. <laughs> Kevin is so defeated. He's like, if I must. Far from it. <laughs> I mean, the guy is so prone to magic and uh, mind control. Super- Batman would have already a device impregnated in his brain where he'd be under his command to rule the world. <coughs> Injustice, what? Uh, uh, <laughs> Basically, he just fucked Superman in the ear is what Kevin's trying to say. <laughs> Again. Again. With a kryptonite dick. What the hell are you That's all it takes. <laughs> so, Kevin, are, are you saying Batman is... Oh, is this even a question? And, and, would, and would he go for regional? Would he go for world domination? But would, he'd know. do what the fuck he'd want. Okay. He'd do what the fuck he'd want. That's a quote. He'd, ta- he'd take over the Bermuda Triangle. How about that? <laughs> there you go. So, Atlantis. All right. Gotcha. <laughs> Aquaman's like, what the fuck are you doing here? <laughs> I'm going to take over your city. <laughs> Aquaman, get the hell out. <laughs> yeah. cr- you can crash on my couch. <laughs> well, you other two, what do you guys think? Jazz? I would say that um, in some sense, Batman already rules Gotham. Depending on how you want to look at it, in some sense... Batman already has control. He's considered ruling Gotham. He's doing a shitty job. No, of as, it. As, no as, like as far as the underworld go, goes, he is he's the protector. He is the he's not he's not like tyrannical. But I know I've talked about this a lot. But but I, you know, as far as injustice goes, I talk about the way too much. Superman, a dude would be scary as fuck if he wanted to. He could rule the world with the with an iron fist. Please, Mike and I already thought about it after we watched Watch Man of Steel. We're like, oh my God, he's bipolar. <laughs> And not just because he flew at both poles. <laughs> I mean, but come on. I mean, now you got Superman. I mean, you know, he's like, like Kev said, he's affected by magic. I mean, Penn and Teller could take him out. <laughs> or Zatanna. Ooh, I'd like to be take out by I, mean, I, knew you you I was waiting for that. I was like, oh, you, no. Super you dare bikes. oppose the mighty Superman? Well, yeah. someone I already I'm know Chris looks Angel. like Zatanna. Oh, <laughs> Gabe? Um, That's Super Gabe. Super Gabe? Thank you, Cap. Um, I what w- the fuck just said it was Super Game? <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, man. Right, fine, that- MFG. Thanks. <laughs> he always, Appreciate it. He always congratulates the lighter-skinned people in the room. Wow. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. In the dark, we're all the same color. Go ahead, Gabe. <laughs> Somebody please console MFG. We're not all the same length. nice very nice um i would probably hashtag bbc this is actually this is the one i was actually on the fence about because i mean it 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 is true i mean it seemed like the logical choice would be to say oh well superman because he's like all powerful and all that kind of stuff but you know in the sense of i mean i don't i don't know man like i this is one i i don't know if i could really i don't know i'm on the fence about that one i mean because i mean get off the fence and pick one (laughs) super gay politician (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> trying to be PC um, gun to your head right now ask I, the question <laughs> I would say I would say probably I'd, I'd, I would probably have to go with um, I'd have to go with Batman hey you'd be shot right now all of us we were like fuck I'd probably, have to, I'd probably have to say Batman have you guys seen the uh, the cartoons made by the same guys who, who make uh, how it should have ended basically like Superman and Batman yeah. are talking and the Commissioner Gordon's like so uh, Joker is doing like this thing and Superman's like uh huh 
Uh-huh. <laughs> Wings back, you got the Joker, and he's like, where did you go? Oh, I just ended crime. Like, <laughs> all crime. Ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I could have done that. Why? Because of Batman. <laughs> See, he, he, even in parodies, he's still better. <laughs> he's funny in parodies. All right, gentlemen. Good job. Good job. Can we get the ending bell for that? All right. There we Dang. go. <laughs> well done. Battle, Battle Royale finished. No blood on Mike's um, carpet. And Except his own. The ceiling, on the other hand, there will is be a soon. <laughs> there will be soon. Why did you argue more? <laughs> so I would like to um, thank Super Gabe. Jazz and Big Kev for being on the show. I'm right here. You don't have to imitate me. <laughs> Dude, that's why. Uh, you know what the funny part is? Um, before we get to the next segment, um, I always wonder: Are they the fa- are the people in Sweden fans of you or fans of me? Fans of you? <laughs> no, because they said they love Big Kev. I'm like, which Big Kev? The impression, obviously. Oh yeah. Well, in that case, don't go anywhere, guys, because yo, fuck it, Geeks on the Go is next. It's clobbering time. It's not me. <laughs> Geeks on the go. Now we're more gaming. <laughs> Did you say that all fast? Were you able to get that all in your mouth? Yeah. Oh. 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 I was you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you. All right. <laughs> you guys Fuck know you. you guys know the segment. I give quick questions. They give quick answers on all things geek. And we never make it under a minute. But we have six people. That shit is not even happening. You know, what's interesting. <laughs> since it's your voice on the fuck you, doesn't that mean that if you say fuck you, and doesn't that mean that you're fucking yourself? <laughs> <laughs> I fuck myself all the time. Have you not? Why, you you Why do you think he sounds so angry? <laughs> oh, and oh. disappointed. <laughs> and, it, and it's so short. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Already over. <laughs> Triple combo. All right. All right. Oh, <laughs> oh Ralph's just having a great time with that. <laughs> all right. Are we ready? Set. I guess. Can we, any, can we make any more sex jokes yet? <laughs> Would you be on board for an Avengers spinoff like Secret Avengers or West Coast Avengers? Ralph. Yes. Uh huh. Kev. <laughs> yeah. Uh, starring Snoop and the whole NWA. Oh, God. <laughs> Jazz. All right, let's go. Get the Avengers together. Wait, we don't have the rights to those. Fuck. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Gabe. No. Damn, Super Gabe. Mike. <laughs> uh, West Coast means more Hawkeye, so fuck that. The secret's in. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. DC, in your mouth. DC is supposedly making a Wonder Woman movie. Do they stay with the mythological villain, or do they give DC uh, give her a DC villain like Cheetah or Grundy? Mike. Uh, mythology, but don't take her right breast. <laughs> Gabe. I agree with Mike. Jazz. She should fight me. <laughs> Ask me why. Why? Because I'm Batman. <laughs> Ralph. Yes. Kev. Born on a Monday, died on a Sunday. Oh, wow. Give her Grundy. Okay. Wow. Oh. That's something nasty. Give her Grundy. All right. Who else in... Time is up, but we always continue. Two, two questions in. Wow. Okay. Um, who else in Marvel or DC would be worthy to lift Thor's hammer? Jazz. Hey, Robin. Try to lift that. Okay, Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> what the wow. Batman, I'm getting all sweaty. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. Wow. Is that, even, is that even an answer to the question? Wow. Lift nope. it. Lift it. No, nobody. 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 Okay. Well, it looks like his shift buddy has something to look forward to later, John. <laughs> nope. <laughs> nobody. Lift the hammer. <laughs> Ralph? Uh, I would say it would be hilarious to see Deadpool trying to lift that hammer. Wait, it'd be, poli- it'd be hilarious, but who would be worthy? Who would be worthy? Uh, kind of people would be hilarious for. Batman. Kevin Feige. <laughs> yeah, he definitely be he definitely be worthy. Um, Super game. 
Nobody. Nobody should be able to lift a hammer. Wow. Mike? Uh, I say Jarvis the actual butler. <laughs> and the red tornado. <laughs> because machines can evidently do that. Right. Oh. Dude, shut the hell up. So then can Cyborg half lift it up? Uh, <laughs> well, he's black. Up. He'll probably take it. Oh. Wow. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> yeah. Kev? Batman. Batman. Oh, Bullshit. What, what about no. That? Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer, yeah. Jack Bauer would shoot it. <laughs> In the knee. <laughs> all right, all right. Last question. Which Marvel or DC character could come out with a movie and make you say, okay, guys, stop it? Ralph. Squirrel Girl. <laughs> I agree, absolutely. Super Gabe. Probably going to go with Squirrel Girl, too, man. <laughs> Kev. <sighs> you know what? Squirrel Girl. I don't, I don't even know who that is. <laughs> exactly. You don't want to. <laughs> Ever. She beat Superman. <laughs> what? Yes, she did. That's for that's for later on. We'll tell you about that. Yeah, we'll tell you about that one. Yeah. Well, you know what? I don't want to see a Zatanna movie. <laughs> a Zatanna movie? Okay, Zatanna. All right. I'll see a Zatanna porn. <laughs> Jazz. In a world where the stakes are higher, the risks are greater, it's one person against the world, and she can't trust anyone. This summer, Kevin Bacon, Susan Sarandon, Aunt May. (laughs) (laughs) I think you got trumped, Mike. Mike, go ahead. No, I was just about to say, I don't want to see the savage squirrel girl. Oh, my God. But I will see Aunt May. <laughs> I would love to see Aunt May. Oh, I love Aunt May. You know I love Aunt May. You know I love Sweet Girl. Yeah. Well, she oh. already took on Galactus in the comic books. Yeah, I know. You were telling me about that. Yeah. We, we always talk about that one issue. I got to see it one day. What about, uh, yeah, she was known as the Golden Oldie. I'm not joking. <laughs> I believe you. What about Spider-Verse? Spider-Madam. Uh, luckily, I didn't read that because it was one of the ancillary titles. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Um, a couple of shout-outs before we close the show for the day. Um, shout-out to Bosch and Cheyenne over at 4Life Podcast doing their thing over there. Please check them out. I'm supposed to be on the show, I believe, in a couple of weeks. So um, hopefully. So you have right now to get rid of your show. Wow. <laughs> Damn, fuck you. <laughs> um, also, shout-out to, of course, my wife, G, her and the baby at home. Hopefully doing well. Um and Wait, you don't know. <laughs> well, nobody... You abandon your wife and child to come to this podcast. You haven't no. been there in days. <laughs> no, that's my cat. Shout out to my cat. <laughs> keep, not your sh- girlfriend. keep shitting in the bed. <laughs> when, when you when when you have a wife, you have to leave the other pussy alone. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. But that was a big fat pussy. <laughs> you you, 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 you got to leave the hairy pussy alone. You did leave. You did name her Selena, right? Oh, I tell you this, that cat better than Hallie. That cat knows how to party. I went to feed it a couple of times. There was like beer bottles and beer pong balls all over the place. So that's where Patrick spent. (laughs) (laughs) And that's a podcast for another time. Hold on now. There. (laughs) Oh, real fast too. I wanted to say uh, since we didn't mention it in the Avengers review, uh, Kevin Feige actually said it, but let's just repeat that. Once you see the first little snippet. Um, at the end of the movie, leave. There is nothing else. Just letting you know. Don't stay like we did. <laughs> I'm, so, I'm wondering if anybody stayed after the first um, hour and a half of our podcast. <laughs> I, I didn't hear it. I shut it off after an hour and a half. <laughs> but um, I just oh, I was trying to think, well, I had one more shout out. Oh, shout out to Erin, who finally listened to a podcast, Woo! who finally figured out the buttons work. 
She's, oh. listen, she's listened to more than Super Gabe has, and she's not on the show. Wow. That's because I'm more talented and better looking. <laughs> wow. Let's edit that out, please. <laughs> oh, no. We're, putting, we're sending that right to her email. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the end of our show. So far, MFG, Mike the Finance Guy, RT Square, Ralph the Tech, Super Gabe, Jazz, and the infamous Big Curve. This is the Cap saying, keep it geeky, and we'll see you in two weeks. Listen to my podcast. <laughs>